Greetings, stowaways. This episode comes with content warnings for graphic description of injury, death, bodily fluids, and depictions of domestic abuse and drink driving. There is also a brief mention of miscarriages, but we do not go into detail. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined, as ever, by Robbie, Istanbul, not Constantinople, Bellicom, <laughs> Sam, New York, not New Amsterdam, Burns, and Ellie, Toronto, not York, Sparrow. Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, apparently Toronto's original name was just York. Why? Well, they already have one of those. Why you go over sea and name thing same as thing on other side of sea? <laughs> what I really enjoy is when it's the same thing with a new, but really specific. A but question like, for the inhabitants of New South Wales. Legitimately, <laughs> in a world where I went and found an island and I guess colonised it in this mm. version of events, which mm. I don't... I hope I wouldn't do. But in an, in a version of an alternate universe where that happened, I wouldn't be like, ah, yes, this new and uncharted territory. I shall call it... Scunthorpe. <laughs> I shall call it Canary Wharf. <laughs> like, ah. I just wouldn't do it. I shall call it Walthamstow. Like, <laughs> I mean, in the case of Australia, given a large number of the p- people didn't go there willingly, I guess I can see why you would name it after, you, after something like, from that home. That makes sense to me, definitely. Yeah. If you didn't want to be there, that makes a lot of sense. In but the they weren't of... the people naming it. Yeah, true. true. In the case of New York and New Amsterdam, uh, it was renamed New York because it was given the territory was given to the Duke of York, who apparently was just feeling quite lazy at that point. Mm. Was that the grand old Duke of York? Uh, he had 10,000 men. He may or may not have marched them up to the top of the hill and Did down, he march marched them, them down, down again. again? And when they were up, they were up. When they were down, they yeah. were down. And when they were only halfway up... They were halfway up the hill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this seems like an excellent time... How to be time. no fun! <laughs> Speaking of no fun, it's time, it's time to cast our minds forward into the mists of sobriety... And ask future us what very sensible messages from the present. General, General, uh, we've got the code back from the boffins. By Jove, you mean they've done it? We've cracked the Jerry's code? Well, I'm not sure, sir. We we appear to have a load of old nonsense, sir. Well, doesn't matter. Read it out, read it out. Anything that'll help us win this war. Uh, Very well, sir. A message reads as forwards. Um, It's future Jason with messages from the present. This episode of Flintlocks and Fireballs is brought to you by you. A massive thanks to the crew members of the Flintlocks Patreon uh, who keep this ship sailing. There is some mention of ships, sir. Uh, There's a wealth of extra content and bonus features for patrons, including regular blog posts, extra stories narrated by the cast artwork, and a monthly poll for the community to help design an element to go into the game. Uh, Something about uh, an NPC uh, being worked on, sir. Uh, You can check it out at patreon.com slash flintlocksandfireballs. Link in the description. Uh, What do you think, sir? No, you're right. This is a bunch of absolute rot. 
Damn. We're going to have to give that Turing chap a call. I don't have high hopes for this whole enigma thing, but we're grasping at straws. Tompkins, make the call. Very good, sir. Once again, we're involved with the online group heist game Agent Venture, where you and your socially distant friends can infiltrate a corrupt corporation's HQ or their dastardly cyborg island with nothing more than a laptop and an internet connection. Check out the link in the description. And that's it for announcements this time. Back to you, Pastor Jason. Ah, yes, very sensible. <laughs> no, this is a house of sensibility. Sense I... and sensibility. I've not actually read that one. Much like my D&D character, I am always sensible and I have no idea what you're talking about. All of the time. <laughs> mm. uh, always sensible. That's why you're dressed entirely in beige and monochromes and, uh, mm. and, and there's n- you're definitely and not wearing rainbow braces. I didn't shave my braises. hair off in a fit of peak. Braces. Um, that didn't ah. <laughs> 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 it's very sensible yeah. thing to do. I should mention that the rainbow braces in this case are like the ones that hold your trousers up. You haven't got like arm guards. No, no, no. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be really cool. That would you be can... braces rather than braces. I mean, you can picture me in those if you want. That's fine. I mean, rainbow arm guards would be cool. Mm. Yeah. I want some like long rainbow arm warmers. They would please me. Mm. Like super long ones mm. that come up to like nearly your shoulder. They'd be really oh, fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Speaking of length... <laughs> We've gone on long enough, hey. and it's time for hey. us to begin. Well done, Jason. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Flintlocks and fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, on Flintlocks and Fireballs, the party are in New Altmark, Newmark. Newmark! is currently under siege with the Orsirian Redcoats, uh, two regiments, the 13th and I believe the 8th, currently holding uh, both the east and the west bank with the independent forces trapped on Hickory Island. We are into, we're about to enter, actually in the very early morning of day three of the siege, the 12th of Falling Leaves. The party are attempting to recruit additional support uh, allies and materials. As part of this, having already approached the Dead Eyes, uh, the Ferozian gang, they have now gone to speak with the Sunset Girls, a gang of thieves and occasional murderers uh, known for breaking into ships and well, stealing stuff. With great aplomb, and seemingly at least a little magic on their side. Given their skill as infiltrators, they could well be a useful force to assist the independence uh, fighters. Not really desiring money, I mean, they desire money, but 
their they've price would plenty. have been. They've got they've got money. Instead, the knowledge that uh, the party had a sorcerer aboard asked them oh. to tr- see if they could get something that money cannot buy. In this case, a ticket acro- uh, between the borders of life and death. Uh, unbeknownst to them, it's not actually the sorcerer delivering in this particular instance. I think we did. You tell think they know the difference between? Well, they or... now they now know, but um, yeah. Well, not necessarily. The rule is that sorcerers can break the rules. So, <laughs> as far as they know, maybe sorcerers can. Bro- some sorcerers can bring the dead back to life. <laughs> Fortunately, one of the party absolutely can and isn't tied to the to the political framework of a powerful church, which is what you'd normally need. So, the party ventured into St. Stitchfather's Cathedral, currently uh, semi-abandoned due to the fact that the, um, Regen- the Church of the Regency in this particular conflict appears to have, at least locally, sided with the Osirians rather than the independents. The following a lengthy and hopefully interesting uh discussion <laughs> with one of the lay priests uh, responsible for like just essentially caretaking mm-hmm. the cathedral and avoiding people just wandering in or trying to break in in which he unwittingly helped them case the joint uh <laughs> the party returned and broke into the church also setting uh free under very specific restrictions the entity known as lux in the form of um, Peter, a deckhand that they once met and kind of got on their nerves. <laughs> I like. I have Peter. taken an irrational dislike to him. I Lux can't justify Scamp's dislike. <laughs> caused some chaos, uh, and with that distraction, the party snuck first into the crypt uh, below St. Stitchfather's, where they retrieved at unexpectedly great risk to their own lives, the body of Svetlana Vandersar, stolen from the Vandersar crypts. Uh, Still preserved, as uh, her body is intact as the day it was buried, due to an enchantment on the family crypt. Very much part, very, the uh, Vandersar family being rich enough and of sufficient aesthetics to go for the whole Snow White style burial where they put you in a glass casket. So, they are the worst. So creepy as a thing as well. Mm. I've often thought that about the Snow White story, but yeah, people like, different attitudes towards uh, towards burial. It doesn't do it for me personally. Yeah. But, but whatever you need, <laughs> whatever you need. I mean, heck, there is there 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 is a very legitimate burial practice um, called sky burial, where you take your remains up to the top of a mountain, let the birds strip away the flesh, and then bury the bones. See, that makes sense. Big into Zoroastrianism. Anyway, moving aside from... I actually found that less weird than the glass coffin. Substantially, that makes total sense. It does. Moving away from uh, classical uh, religion, however, the party were able to retrieve the body and also nearly die from a poison gas trap backed up by a force wall. Oh, God, that was bad. At which point, (laughs) in an act of, frankly, making a good argument... They apparently <laughs> persuaded none other than St. Stitchfather uh, themselves that their cause was just and that they should be allowed to access the vault in the cathedral and take the dose of Phoenix down within. Casual as you like. Mm. <laughs> Which they did. Uh, we come back in 
as the party are fleeing the scene uh, and making their way towards the same alleyway where they first tracked down the um, Sunset Girls. As you move uh, quickly through the dark, there is a light patter of rain, which very quickly uh, begins to build up to a heavier patter. Over the course of about 10-15 minutes, just it becomes uh, a thick deluge, strong enough that it gets difficult to see more than about 80 feet ahead of you. Yes, it does. I've got hair in my face. <laughs> yeah, especially for you. Clefty's <laughs> <laughs> hair's not good in the rain. Not at all. <laughs> does it deflate? Yes, it does. <laughs> it just goes onto her head. <laughs> That's what I always picture. Like a sad, wet dog. <laughs> Having this may or may not be of uh, some assistance to the purity mission, which has been currently coated in midnight blue paint. <laughs> you, however, the three of you make your way to the alleyway, the body hidden in one of the uh, bags of holding that Scamp has. <laughs> there is someone waiting for you. Uh, a an anonymous uh, young woman with a coat with a high collar, scarf wrapped around their mouth, and uh, a low pulled flat cap. The um, there is no light in this alleyway. The street lamps are too far away, but all of you have dark vision. The well, it's unclear whether or not the woman does, or just has very good night sight uh, with the little glim light that comes through reflected off the clouds above. But she looks up on, on your approach. It's hard to make out uh, her exact eye colour, but she appears to be human at first glance. Where's the body? Um. Safe. Hidden. Fine. Um, I'll take you to where they're meeting. You, Once I get you there, you'd better go get it and bring it uh, through. Yeah, I will do that. Good. She jerks her thumb uh, behind her and sets off, just without waiting to see if you're following immediately uh, down the alley. Mm-hmm. You are led through a tense series of... Uh, of turns, side alleys. You definitely back on, uh, go back on yourself at least twice before coming to a an anonymous-looking house. Uh, actually, just on the edge of West Side. Uh, actually, no, this wouldn't be. No, you actually go past Bow and out of town towards uh, Greywatch Village, where there is a uh, where she leads you to a small shack backing onto one of the farms there. She, you, you see her kind of get to the shack door and... There's a pause. The door cracks open and there's, a, uh, there's no apparent light within. Can't remember the knock and yeah. fail. <laughs> I rolled a one. I was trying to remember the route. <laughs> yeah. Um, make make a survival check to remember the route. Survival, okay. Oh. Uh, that is a 16. 
you're reasonably confident you could find your way here again. Maybe. But the door opens, uh, you're beckoned inside, and there are two figures that you can see already in there. Uh, one, both are similarly dressed uh, up, high collars covered. Uh, one, both, as far as you can tell, human. And seeing you enter, one of them twists a valve on a gas lamp, uh, and uh, you see them pass a hand over it, adjust their, uh, just sort of massage the, their gloved fingers, and the gas lamp lights a little spark of flame. Ooh. The two of them look up, and they glim light, they close the door behind the sound of the rain fading on time just a little bit more the you can hear the you you see that you see once again a pair of blue eyes a pair of brown eyes one and the one with the brown eyes kind of pulls down her scarf a little and you see what the face you come to associate with uh Lindsay Saker, Grinzy, the leader of the Sunset Girls. Dark, quite thick uh, black eyebrows, tied back hair beneath the camp. Where's the body? Um, give me like five minutes. We just needed to get to the right place. I'll be just outside for five minutes. <sighs> Make it quick. It'll be, I mean, it'll be five minutes. Make it five Back minutes, in... then. <laughs> okay. The room is pretty bare. Um, there is a table, one chair, and a series of crates. Lindsay's already in the chair, but gestures to the crates. Pull up a crate if you want. Thank you, we'll do. Corson will do so. I'm going to go outside for five minutes and just... Like hang faff. around and then take a body out of back. <laughs> you just faff about for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna hide. But... Roll a stealth check. I think I'm still at disadvantage, aren't I? Uh, um, the rain w- would give you advantage, so just remember roll it straight. I already get. I mean, I get advantage anyway. Yeah, so it's just. But... So that is a seventeen, and cool. disadvantage to see me. Yeah. If anyone's looking. You walk around a little bit just before, uh, just to lose any potential uh, pursuers before lurking three minutes, pulling the body out of the bag, and then bringing it back in. Yeah, um... I should have definitely asked for help carrying this thing. Oh well. Yeah, it's it's actually <laughs> it's 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 it's, a, it's the body of a six of a maybe sixteen year old woman. It's actually quite quite an issue. <laughs> Fortunately, there is no one around because, around because it's the dead of night. I did not think any of this. It's fine. It's fine. Like there's one point where you see like a, a small group trudging through the fields, like but <laughs> but you keep out of their way. They don't seem to see you. It's just yeah. It's just me and my very drunk friend. There's <laughs> just sort of weekend you. at Bernie's. This body. Insert slapstick <laughs> routine from Scamp. <laughs> oh. <laughs> However. <sighs> 
you bring them in. You see, as they uh, as Scout comes in with the body, Grinzy stands up. That's her. Good. That's there a is, relief because this could have been super awkward if we got oh, the wrong one. So weird. There is a simple right bed in the corner of this room. They pull back the covers. Is there is there good? Anywhere's fine. Yeah. Lay her on the bed. We will watch. Is there any like reaction from Grinzy? Roll an insight check. <laughs> one. <laughs> Intensity. Wow, you're there's rolling an, well. There's, so well. There is an intensity, but hard to tell what. Uh, just, I don't want to pry, and I'm not going to. Good. But just in case you are close, um, I want to be clear that this might or might not work. I will do my best, but if somebody doesn't want to come back... They're not coming back, and I've never done it on someone who's been dead for this long. Yeah, it might or might not be pretty either. Um, yeah, that was the other thing I was going to warn about. It doesn't look great. Uh, so, as I say, I'm not prying on if you were close or not, but I thought if you were, those were things you should know. She narrows her eyes. Can you... Communicate with them when you're doing this? I didn't last time, but I don't know if it's the same every time. Hmm. I've only done it once. It did is work, there, if that is helps. Is there something you want them to be told? If if we could, if it's possible, if there yeah, is if a I, sense that... If I can. If you need to, tell them that Luli is waiting for them. Okay. I will. I want this to work so badly and no, not just for like, like so sad. We need we need <laughs> this gang, but also oh no Luli. Okay. Oh <laughs> Is that from Lindsay? Yes. Oh Luli could so be short for Lindsay. Oh god. <laughs> the um, you lay the body onto the bed in the dim light. You're not. You don't get a lot more, uh, a lot more of a look than you got before about about it. But you can definitely see there are broken ribs on one side, uh, just from the fall. She's been. She's clearly not. She's clearly been dressed in some sort of like burial. It's not exactly a burial shroud. Like it's um, kind of more upmarket than that because of the whole like glass. Um, the glass coffin thing. Mm. So it's like if you combined a burial shroud with a somewhat stylish dress, currently heavily sodden from the rain, though. Yeah, mm. no, that's fair. Oh, yeah, sorry um, about that. I have another question, actually. How old is Grinzy? Roll an insight check. Um, that's better than one. It's a good roll for today. Hey. Uh, it's a 19. She appears to be in her perhaps late twenties. Okay, and this person has been dead for ten nine years. years. Nine years, yes. and she's sixteen. Mm. Okay, maybe they knew each other as kids then. Mm. That's interesting. That's a point, actually. Could I, if I have a, an opportunity to um, 
look at the uh, the body. Mm. You mentioned before that the, uh, the the rib cage was kind of stoved in. Does that look like that's happened prior to death? Roll a medicine check. I'm so good at these. Oh. <laughs> okay, that is... Oh, that's a 17. That's not terrible. It's hard to tell without, um, like, stripping the body to examine the injuries, but mm. you would guess that was probably the cause of death. It's right, I it, Like, it's concomitant with some sort of large, heavy impact. Oh. Cannonball? Not no, that would have gone out the back. Not exactly cannonball, but yeah, like something <laughs> large and heavy impacted here. Blunt force. It's a cannonball. Yeah, you could compare it to scamp's injuries. Uh, yeah, scamp's cannonball. still really injured. Um, we forget this. There is a breastplate, I think, in the uh, British War Museum that has a hole in the front and a hole in the back from where it was struck by a cannonball. Oh, Jesus oh. fucking Christ! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scamp got <laughs> clipped by some cannonballs based on the fact that they're not—they weren't killed instantly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd never thought about that that hard before. Nasty. Yeah. 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 Yep. You don't want to get a direct hit by the cannonball. Yeah. The other yeah. thing I say to you before we start is also um, it took about an hour last time, so it's not going to be fast. You might want to get comfortable. Very well. She sits back in the chair. Go ahead okay. when you're ready. Um, all right. Uh, I basically put all my stuff down except for the instruments. Hmm. Um open up the little case full of phoenix down and hold it out to the rainbow spirit. What do you reckon? Could we do one? Hmm. Mm-hmm. You feel like it? The rainbow spirit flickers with <laughs> multicoloured flames. Alright, I reach over my back and I just strum one string on the guitar. But it carries on. Like it doesn't stop. Yeah, it just it's... hangs in the air. And um, Like a tuning fork. Rainbow spirit goes into the phoenix down sort of takes it inside it is yeah. how i picture it like kind of absorbs it and um it's, it scoops in and the flames pass up through the whole rainbow spirit well the rainbow spirit was first like a stream of well rainbow just like a stream of multicolored light mm-hmm. after that first time it touched rain the phoenix down it's had a little like almost like a little bit of fire here and there. Yeah. When it dances as well as in, bits of lightning from the kraken. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. When it dances in this time, it just becomes a streak of rainbow fire. Oh, really? <laughs> Hello. Right. Uh, you ready? <laughs> um, she, the drum that she never uses, she bashes it twice. <laughs> And it repeats like a heartbeat, basically. And the second time it repeats, the rainbow spirit pops into her chest and she goes... And um, you can see Celestia's heart outlined in rainbow light and rainbow fire. And with each beats of the heart, each pulse, it goes further out and you see it start to fill all of her veins. I I feel like even the people who can't see spirits would be able to see this. This is visible. how I picture it. Um, Rain, just Celestia starts to become iridescent along the veins. Yeah, this takes a long time because yeah. this spell takes a long time to cast. So I imagine this is a long process. Yeah. Um, and when it gets to the tips of her fingers, 
you start hearing a sort of crackling along with the guitar and the drum and um like when you do chest compressions she takes them to the chest of this person and um starts sort of like beating her chest and on one of them it transfers and starts going into the the body's heart and the same process happens again it starts to go outwards basically and i picture that celestia just kind of gets absorbed in this and sort of disappears for a while as this exchange of rainbow light happens and you're hearing sounds of instruments going under each other even though she's not playing anything pretty much so as you do this you as you're pulsing as the energy grows you start to become enter more and more of a trance you feel things change the rain for you vanishes and there's just the beat of fire in your ears in your flesh in your body and at the moment when you press your hands down to transfer you go into the body you go somewhere and yet you're right here you feel yourself stretching burning and stretching not on fire but fire the celestia that of you which is celestia you feel is pulled and strained like like a piece of rubber pulled stretched out into a thin line impossibly thin until there's only the faintest trace of yourself in it you become a ribbon of multicolored flame arcing through a void here not here your body carries on without you but yourself is strained until you find yourself at the edge it's hard to say what the edge is there is an edge a place where something ends and something begins your what remains of your mind tries to process it there are two things here one of them stands on the edge of the cliff no not a cliff a river not a river a road a line in the sand a crack an end there is a space there is something and your mind seems to unable to fit what metaphor to give it there is a line here and on one end of it is something something you've come here for and standing on that line in the river on the boat on the edge of the cliff by the bridge by the point that connects on the star that crosses the abyss on the strand of spider web is something else 
something that waits on the threshold. It's a friend, a lover, a brother, a sister. You can't make them out. Your mind won't resolve. Not enough of you is here. And you feel like an offer is being made. A chance to step over the line, to get in the boat, to cross the bridge. And the tiniest strand of you starts to... You're you're here for something. You're here for the person on this side. You, You spread your wings. No, you don't have wings. That's... Your wings burn. You don't have wings. You stretch out your neck, open your beak. No, that's not you. You have four limbs. You're an elf? You think you're an elf. You are a tiny burning flame at the end of a long, long string. A path back. And you are also something, someone. You have a name. Stardust. The f- the the other person, the woman, standing on the edge of the cliff, turns and sees you, sees the little fire. And you feel a body start to f- blossom out of the flame, just the faintest echo of Celestia Stardust. You're so thinly stretched, but you can just about remember that you're here for them. Can can I speak? You can, you think you can remember how words work, yes. How to form them. Come with me. The woman, the young woman turns. Something comes from the one on the threshold, words that you can't hear, they aren't meant for you. She looks back, looks to you. I'm here for you, I think. Uh, I was given a name. What was it? Um... Luli. Her attention seems to focus a little. The environment seems to stabilize, and you realize you're at a you're at a dock. You're at a dock in a place that seems familiar. Newmark? Yes, that's the name that comes to mind, and there's a ship waiting. And a friendly looking woman standing by the dock in a shawl. She looks Meadmerish, old, maybe in her nineties, human. And she says to the girl, a girl of sixteen, the ship 
will wait if it needs to. But on this far shore, you will not find the troubles that await you back there, girl. She said she was waiting for you? There's a swallowing from the girl. She said I... to say Luli is waiting for you. I have to go back. There's... I know that name. The old woman shrugs and spreads her wrinkled hands. Then take care, little one. The way back is treacherous. Make sure that little light shows you away. I can only guide you from here. Be sure you do not get trapped in the undiscovered country. Girl nods and turns towards you. Extends a hand. I try and extend one back. You it's take it. slow and I think a bit um, she's kind of swaying not really here you take the hand and <laughs> solidity starts to come back to you you feel you can't remember everything but you start to feel more you you also feel yourself pulling as if the line of yourself is reeling slowly backwards and you see that the docks are gone there's just a cliff now, and darkness beyond. But there is a stream of light, of multicoloured flame, that leads into some hills. The girl holding your hand, her features indistinct, follows you. Svetlana, right? That was your name? Svetlana. That's right. Lana. Lani! Lani! Come over here! You turn, and you see there is a family. There is a woman uh, in the distance. She looks to be in her... 30s maybe and she seem and she's busy um, feeding chickens plucking around a yard on the edge of a large city it is cold here winter is coming autumn is here and you hear the sounds of children in the distance. Street kids laughing, playing. There is, there are two girls here. One who's, who's holding your hand, maybe four or five, mm -hmm. with a little shock of black hair uh, in a dress with kind of repeating little uh, patterns in what... Mead mirish, 
That's the that's the place, a mead mirrorish style, red and white, with ribbons. There's another girl, a little older, uh, with a similar look. Again, black hair, uh, black hair and brown eyes, and she is calling, Lani, Lani, catch! She throws a ball. The little girl sort of ah! ducks to the side. The ball <laughs> bounces past. Lani, when I say catch, you've got to catch. Sorry, Luli. Oh. Go ahead and pick it up. Feel a little bit more of yourself recalling here. The old, uh, the older woman finishes uh, is feeding the chickens. I guess. Lolia, stop playing around. I need your help. Can you get the? Can you go to uh, Miss Gorbachev's and uh, get the uh, uh, get the darning that needs doing? Yes, Mama. You see the older girl, maybe three years older, seven to the, seven or eight to this four or five, mm-hmm. uh, sort of with a slight kicking at this <laughs> at the. Um, uh, at the uh, at the dirt wanders off, and the uh, little girl uh, Lani goes up to the older woman. Mama, when is Papa coming back? Papa comes back when he has leave from the from the army. It's not likely until this spring. Oh, maybe we should wait. Lani, come with me, we've got to go. Lani looks over towards a warm a seat by a warm fire, but takes her hand again. Mm-hmm. And you can see there's a line of fire leading to the street. See this light? Mm-hmm. We've got to follow it to get back, okay? Okay. Luli's waiting for you out there, she said. Oh, we're going to see Miss Gorbachev? No, we're going to go see Luli. Oh, okay. She follows after. Mm-hmm. You step through a door. <laughs> it is spring, late spring. Birds twitter outside, and you can see there is the same woman before the mother hand on her over her eyes in a chair by that fire and a there is a a man in a sort of bearskin hat green mead mirrorish uniform talking to her softly Svetlana is peering round the door catch snatches of words with honour, of course, regrettably, uh, only a portion of the unit survived. But the uh, we b- but we believe that he managed to save a number of people before the end. And uh, it is with the honour and uh, blessings of the Tsar that uh, we uh, present in his honour this cross. Produces a small piece of tin with a ribbon. The mother doesn't take it, and he lays it on a table. 
stands up, puts the hat... He's been holding the hat hat in his hands, puts it back on, bows a little, and leaves. You you see that um, Lani... uh, Sorry, that uh, Lulia has appeared. Svetlana looks up. Is... What's going on? Papa is... Papa's going away. He, he won't be able to come back. Why not? I don't know, but that's what the man he was here for. Maybe we'll have a chance to see him again, Lani. But I thought you said he was going away. Don't ask about it, okay? Just play with your dolls. We should... We should do din- get dinner ready tonight. Mama's going to... Mama's... Mama should take a nap. They move into the kitchen, where the line of fire follows. Time passes. I try not to let go of her if I can. I want to hold onto her hand. It is... You're now holding the hand of an older girl. Maybe... Nine years of age? No, ten. Her sister nearby. They are in thicker coats. And they are standing near... on on the street near the house while a heavily bundled mother more lines on her face more grey to her hair is uh, as far as you can tell shouting at a series of uh, at a series of quite muscular men and women who are taking just furniture out of the house piling it onto a cart to be driven away And they, you just catch snatches of, you have no right. You have no right. Mizorsov, Mizorsov, you did not. Uh, if you cannot keep up with the payments on your rent, then you have no. Then we have no choice but to take this from you. Where are we going to go now, then? I'm sorry, but that is not my business. What about you are a? Um, what about uh, your pension? You're a war widow, yes. If these are kept paying the pensions, maybe that would not be an issue. Again, I'm sorry. It is a problem many of us have. Svetlana holds her sister's hand tight. Hold on to her other hand. The three of you step forwards. (laughs) The fire flashes for a moment. You gather a little bit more of yourself. And you are on a pier, a different pier. It is cold. There are, there is frost in places on the wood, and there is a ship nearby. It's a different town. The you can you see the um, mother is gathering 
coinage, uh, counting out carefully to a man behind a stall near the uh, pier. And you overhear her shouting. And you overhear the conversation. There. Okay, there, there, there. Sixty. That will buy you two tickets. No, three tickets! It's twenty per ticket! It was twenty per ticket back in first... Uh, it was twenty per ticket back in first colours. The price has gone up. I've got... No, I can't... Is there anything I could do to, uh, to, to get more? I'm sorry, but the boat leaves in an hour. The tide waits for no one. If you cannot, aff uh, I can give you two tickets. I cannot give you more. What about this? She reaches into her shawl and pulls out a the tin cross from before the ribbon. It's a, it's a middle of service. It's got to be worth something. I'm sorry. I doubt I could get. I could maybe get a copper for the tin, but. I'm sorry, this, I do not control the prices. If you have issues with it, you sh then I'm sorry, but I just work for the company. If Miss, if, uh, if the Polkstons were in town, maybe we could do something, but... Now, do you want these tickets or not? Fine. She slams down the coin purse and takes two tickets. Kneels by her daughters. Svetlana, Lulia. Are we getting on the boat, mother? Things have changed with the price. Um, so, uh, I will be going after you. But, Mama, we can't travel without... I'm sorry. She looks... Lulia, can you... Of course, mother. She takes the two tickets. Come on, Svetlana, we have to go. No, I don't want to. I want to stay here. You hear a voice call. Last call for boarding. Lulia picks up the bags, turns and gives her mother a kiss on the cheek and a fierce hug. Come on, Svetlana, we've got to go. She tries to pull, take her hand to move her. Can I talk in this scenario? You can. It's all right, we'll go with you. Svetlana pulls away and looks as if she wants to stay. The stream goes up into the boat. Come on, darling, the boat's leaving. We've got to go. <sighs> I need you to roll a persuasion check. Okay. Um, 24. They don't want to. I know. Mama's here. It's, I don't know what comes ahead. I'm going to like kneel down in front of her because I assume she's yeah. quite teeny. Well, your sister's here. We're not leaving you. My name's Celestia. Hello. Celestia Stardust. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. 
and um, I'm a friend. We're here to keep you safe, all right? Your mum's going to follow afterwards. It's all going to be okay. There's a change Climb on my back moment. if you want. It'll be fun. There's a change for a moment as her eyes grow a little older. Not a lot older, but a little older. She doesn't, does she? I don't know, but I don't think so. I'm sorry. But... The oldness fades. We can't change that. I can't change any of this. I can only be here with you for it. Okay. But if you come with me, I promise you won't be alone. Okay. Come on. Take the... She takes your hand and Lilia's. And the pair and the three of you walk up the gangplank to the ship. Time. (laughs) The string of fire burns. More of yourself comes back. And you feel the fire burning away as you pull her forwards in time. Forwards through life. It's years later. Maybe six years later, you'd guess? Five, six years? The... You now see a pair of women, uh, one maybe 16, one maybe 18, lifting crates, uh, garbed in waistcoats and uh, in hard-wearing waistcoats shirts and flat caps uh lifting crates of luggage of cargo from ships onto uh sort of what do you call those wheeled things you push uh crates on Um, oh i really don't know i'm sorry trolleys what was that are they trolleys trolleys yeah Yeah. trolleys i would have said yeah so lifting them onto trolleys, pushing them along. They're, um, they've, you can see they've both kind of st- grown into themselves a little more. Um, Svetlana, uh, both of them are looking quite fit. Svetlana uh, has st- uh, now come to look like the form that you saw. Mm. And you can remember the, seeing that now. Whereas Lulia is tall, um, quite built for her age, uh, got that sort of slender muscular physique going on. And the, you see them, uh, there is a, a sort of good natured shouting amongst the busy dockyards. Someone calls out, Hey! What's up, girls? Where are those, uh, where are those crates of prawns? They're coming! Says, uh, calls out Lulia. Sorry, we were busy fucking your mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it how long she takes. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Shove it up your ass. Get over to base C. <laughs> the looking at them. I want you to roll an insight check. Okay. Ah, oh, bats four. Hmm. Luli looks a little leaner in the face than, than Svetlana does. 
Like maybe she's been giving her Maybe. Yeah, like extra food or whatever, and she's been going a little bit hungry herself. The Svetlana to uh, kind of help pushes her crate to the uh, into the bay, and the uh, and they are you can just hear a little bit of sisterly chatting. So, what are you? Uh, so, uh, what are you doing after work? Uh, probably uh, getting some drinks and then sleeping. What about you? I might have some plans. Plans? I can have plans. Well, it's, uh... No, no, I'm uh, very interested. Can I know about these plans? Are they good looking? Hmm. A little. All right, then. Um... I was wondering, um... Yes, you can borrow. You can uh, borrow my makeup. Barely used them stuff anywhere. Thanks. She looks back. Can you cover for me? You need to go now. I think I see them. <sighs> well, well, we've got another uh, forty crates to shift, but all right, you go. I'll look after things. You stand with Lulia for a moment as Svetlana runs off. The oh, I want to go after Svetlana. Mm. You, you, you follow. And the string follows after this. And you see a quite handsome looking uh, young man, maybe 17, 18, uh, human. How old is Lani at this point? Uh, Svetlana is 16 at this point so they're within about a year or two of each other um, culturally acceptable data, uh, dating and engagement age for this period yeah yeah um, so the uh, so the she runs uh, off and you see her go towards a handsome looking young man um, in a quite nice sort of uh, waistcoat and jacket, looks well to do, and uh, she grins. Percy, good to see you. Uh, good to see you, uh, Lanny. Uh, Percy. So, oh. uh, do you have the night? I mean, in theory, I've got another forty boxes to move. <laughs> not a problem not a problem hey come with me uh, they're doing a show at the uh, at the royal tonight okay they're going away from the string no they're going towards the string I'll follow you follow there as they leave the um, as they leave you catch a glance backwards and you see uh, Lulia seemed to clock this and frown. I raise a hand to her. Like she is please. not aware of this. She she can't see you. Hmm. Interesting. Only Svetlana seems aware of you, and only sometimes, like faintly, yeah, yeah. As you follow them through uh, through the doorway, <laughs> reality flashes again. Again, a little bit more of yourself. A little bit more of the fire burns. 
and there you come in right in the middle of an argument in a small, uh, tight room. Uh, not much decoration, a bed and a mattress, a table, a chair, uh, some th- uh, and very little else, like a small cooking uh, hearth, and that's about it. And Lulia s- seems livid. You cannot go messing around with the Vandasars. Yes, I can. I'm old enough. I'm taking care of things. You know, we're, 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 we're being careful. That's not what I'm talking about. They own the company we work for. What if they... What if he gets bored with, uh, with you? What if uh, he decides to break it off? What if... You know his mother is a great royal bitch. What if she takes it out on us? What if, uh, what if they find out? What if they cut, it, cut us off? We'll be out on the street again. I love him. <sighs> you don't know what love is. Take that back, Lulia. There's a furious look. She winces for a moment and then pulls open the door and storms out, slamming it behind her. Svetlana sits down for a moment on the bed. Lani? Yeah? Got somewhere to go. Don't want to. It's nice here. It's not nice here, but... I just want to sit here and sup. I know. (laughs) She's being such a bitch. Such a bitch. She loves you. She's still a bitch. Yeah, she's (laughs) a worried bitch. She's a worried bitch who loves you. (laughs) And she's waiting for you. Come on. Time to go. Okay. Maybe I'll strength pick her some flowers to apologize or something. Sounds nice. Takes your hand, stands up, and a pair of you pass out of the room. Into She's the... probably just as upset as you are, you know. Just because her relationships all failed doesn't mean mine's going to. Oh, now the truth comes out. Come on. <laughs> you step through the door Let's and go. a flash of flame. The uh, and you uh, and you see her. Svetlana is in what appears to be a very nice dress. Uh, there's no sign of Lulia. She is at some sort of ball. Well, not a ball. Uh, more of a, like a cocktail party, almost. Mm. They appear to be... She appears to be at the edge of some sort of... Essentially almost like a mansion. You can see in the... It's night, and you can see the lights of Newmark in the distance. It's... Somewhere of... Where would this be? Yeah, this would be on the Western Bank, so mm-hmm. not on Hickory Island, uh, but on the on the country estates outside. 
and there are a number of quite well-to-do people sort of chatting, drinking, mingling while uh, various servants are passing around canapes. Svetlana herself seems to be on her own a little bit, isolated from it all. She's kind of, just like, kind of put her hand on her shoulder. You all right? Reaches up, squeezes it. And she turns and looks and you can see and you see that there is a slightly open window nearby and you can hear some uh, and you can hear a slight, somewhat hushed argument coming from there. She's sort of standing below it, but you can kind of peer up and look in. The same man from before, Percy is sat on a chair, looking a bit red in the face from drink and maybe a bit flushed with uh, with anger, um, in a fine sort of uh, uh, jacket type affair, while a well-dressed older woman, who you recognise from a previous sending, one uh, Lucetta Vandersar, ah. is pacing behind a desk, Frankly, uh, pissed off with him. I can't believe, I cannot believe that you brought that little trollop to this event. She's not a trollop, Mum. She's from the... What did, where did you even find her? Did you, did you find her in the, uh, uh, I don't know, in the shipyard with the rest of the rats and the, uh, and the trash? Lanny's not like that. Oh, it's Lanny, is it? Huh? Very nice. Very nice. Listen, kid. I realize that you're getting your head turned because you're young and she's pretty and, oh, maybe she's, uh, this, this seductress has maybe turned your head. She's not a seductress, Mum. You are made for better things. You are a Vandasar. Just tighten my hand on her shoulder a little bit. See her, t her jaw tighten. Listen. You... You have... We have a reputation to uphold. I don't care about my reput... About a reputation, Mum. You're being a stick in the mud like, uh, like, like Grandpa. Hey. You take care. You were named for that man. And yeah, Percival's a stick in the mud, but... He did a lot to. Uh, he did a lot to make this family. All of us did. We have to bear responsibility for this, young man. You see him sort of scoff and turn his head away. You sleeping with the girl? Maybe. Maybe. <sighs> Listen. I don't know what tricks she's pulled on you. There's no tricks, Ma. We just love each other. You might think that now, but there's, uh, we are in a completely different class to these people. I mean, she's a, she's a fucking immigrant from Meadmere. You know how that's going to look? She's got no name to her. We, our name, we've been here six generations. We have standards to uphold, and that includes who you marry. Listen. I haven't really talked about it. Wanted to give you a little bit of time to live about, but 
we've been thinking, you know, maybe with some of the other shipping families. There's There's been uh, some talk from uh, one of the uh, families back in Osiria. You could be getting... You, you could be a future lord, Percy, if you play your cards right and you don't just throw it away with just some dark girl. Get your act together. Svetlana squeezes your hand. I've dealt with worse mothers, darling, and I'm not going anywhere. She looks at you. I am pregnant. <laughs> Sorry. I am pregnant. Shit. I'll find out in a week. I'll tell him in two. What happens? She turns the rainbow fire, goes into a door. I don't want to show you. But it's up ahead. It all goes so well at first. I'm sorry. I think we have to go through. She nods soberly. This, this, uh, won't go any further. When we, when we get to the other end, uh, this is yours. I'm not going to share it with anyone. Thank you. It's all right. Just try and get out, hey? Squeezes your hand and the pair of you walk through the door. It's a church. It's, um... Think about where it would be. It's St. Stitchfather's. Hmm. Well, shit, this is familiar. She stands at the far end of an aisle in white. Ooh, bloody hell. And a proud and nervous-looking Percival is at the far end near a richly dressed halfling that you assume is the bishop. <laughs> a very... <laughs> politely livid Lucetta hmm. van der I flip her the bird where Svetlana can see me. Hmm. She grins. And then fades back into the moment after squeezing your hand. Steps forward. I guess I take a seat at the front of the church. Yeah. That's what where it looks like it's going. And you listen to them exchange their vows and kiss. And they turn and walk back proceeding to the to polite applause after like a whole like lengthy ceremony that you kind of have to sit through <laughs> i follow yeah and go through the far doors and as you do so she pauses puts out as the scene freezes puts a hand on your shoulder we'll skip the next bit Two months later, I lose the child. I'm sorry. Thank you. 
sort of just take her by the shoulders for a moment. She look, nods to one side. You see, sitting in the back, at the one side of that of this church, by the way, has been filled out. It seems both sides have been filled out, as far as you can tell, by rich-looking people. But in the back, looking up at her, frozen in the moment and smiling, is still with a flat cap, but the nicest clothes she could get is Lilia. And there's in that frozen moment a look of pride and apprehension. Glad she came to your wedding. Had to fight for it. Bet you fucking did. My mother-in-law really is a bitch. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm horribly and intensely aware of the type. Smiles sadly, takes her hand and steps through. And as the scene comes back to life with cheers and claps, they leave. And at the moment where this fire goes, she unclasps your hand and says, stay close. I'm not going anywhere. Time. A few months. There is a dark room there, and you see Svetlana is lying on a chaise long with um, a sort of Gently sort of holding a pillow over the top half side of her face. And there's a knock at the door. The door cracks open a little and a voice goes, <clears throat> Mom, Miss uh, Lulia is here to see you. Show her in. Door opens and Luli, in her... Still looking like she's just come from the factory, from the dock flo- yard uh, floor, steps in. Kind of dark in here, uh, Lani. The shutters are closed. There's little, only a little light coming in. Lani, what's wrong? Said so Lana sits up, removes the um, little pillowy thing which you see has uh, a bit of steak like cushioned into it and you can see there is a growing bruise uh, around her cheek fuck Lulia's fist tightens her knuckles go white I'll kill him don't I'm going to fucking murder him don't. What? When did this happen? How? He was drunk. It's been hard after they lost bullshit. I should burn this fucking house to the ground and take you out of here. Don't. Lucetta would come for you. Can't do anything. 
Then we get you out of here. We get you a divorce. Do you think she wouldn't do come for us then? She's... She's hated this whole thing. I don't even know. I'm trapped. I keep hoping that maybe things will get better, that maybe I can talk him around. Lilia kneels and takes her hands, clasping. It doesn't matter, Lani. Come with me. Just You've got... He gave you jewellery and stuff, right? Uh, yes. It's technically his. Doesn't matter. We grab it, we run. We just get out of town. You didn't run, did you? She doesn't respond, but... You see the string. You see um, Lulia look towards the door. The string doesn't go towards the door. The string stays in the room. I'm so sorry we can't go that way. I, I wish we could. I could just stay. I could go. And there would be somewhere else. We don't know what else is here. This, I don't... Maybe if I go with her, we forget whatever that was. I don't... I don't know. I don't know how it works. But I know she's really waiting for you. At the other end. This place is strange. Things are thin, insubstantial. I don't know what's real and what isn't, and I don't know what real even means anymore. But I know that I've been told that she's waiting for you. If you want to go with her, you have to come with me. Okay. The scene resumes. I can't. I can't. I can't. Not now, anyway. I can't. It would be too soon. Then give, back on shoulder. give me some time. Uh, a few months. We could get things together. We could, uh, we could go uh, on one of these ships, one of the other ships, not a Polkstin one. We could get to uh, the Sulian uh, colonies. Uh, maybe St. Gregor's full. The, the food there is weird, but we, we'd be okay. Maybe. Luli. She stands up. Wincing and makes her way over to a desk where she pulls out, unlocks a drawer, pulls out some, uh, takes a little um, handkerchief. In case. For, to help us get out, I need you to take this. She unfolds the handkerchief and there's a small ring in it. What looks like a silver, a silver, silvery metal. Maybe not exactly silver. Be like mithril, or closer in appearance to mithril, mm. with um, gold inlay on it, and you can see in uh, markings in um, in dwarven mm. on the inside. Um, this would be. Hold up, I'm going to check 
my notes on this one. Uh, it is the name of a clown, essentially a maker's mark, mm -hmm. as much as anything else. I might know it. You do, actually. You've encountered it before. Gently remind myself what the name of the enchanting clown is. Oh, it's, um... it's actually the same clown that uh, you got the enchantment to the ship. God, I can't remember if anyone remember the Enchanting Clan. Not Redfold or the other one. Yeah, um, uh, yeah Redfold or I've lost so many notes since I have then. No it's okay. idea. Uh, I can picture the dwarf as well. Yes, the yeah. one. Um, I got a magic hat. <laughs> you do? Yes. Stoneweaver. Ah, Stoneweaver, yeah. You recognise in Dwarven it uh, says Sternweaver on the inside. Mm -hmm. um, I meant uh, to ask, by the way, do mm -hmm. I recognise Luli? Luli, while having the same broad like elements, dark hair and similar features to what you've seen, like dark hair, same colour eyes as what you've seen of Lindsay, does not appear to be the same person. Okay, what about any of the others? Like, no one? No one else that you've met. Okay. Oh, have we actually met Grinzy yet? I've been wondering that. Yeah. If um, it was me, I'd have a double. And you see, what, is... what do you mean? Um, if <laughs> I'd just fake who was Lin who was Grinzy, I'd just say it was somewhere else. Yeah, you would be point. disguised. I I wouldn't show my real face. Interesting. She hmm. um unfolds this ring. Maybe mithril with golden lay and the marking of Stoneweaver on the inside. Lily frowns at it. What is that? So don't tell anyone, but I know. But I got this from the family vault. You, you're telling me that I'm being un, oh, unreasonable? They never check the damn thing. Not, not that part. They look for the uh, deeds, the land deeds. That's what what they mostly keep in there. They've half forgotten this thing even exists. Well, what is it? It's an artifact. One of, uh, I think, seven. They were made for some uh, dwarf kings a long time ago. But the point is, they've uh, been passed down, uh, bought up by rich families, including including the Vandersars. Is this magic? Yes. What does it do? As far as I know, it lets you look however you want. Do they have a second one? No. But that's why I need you to take this and hide it. If and when we do run, I, I'm not going to be able to get near there, but... You would be able to smuggle it somewhere. And then when, when we got there, I could... I could look like someone else. Lilia folds over the napkin, stuffs it into the inside of her waistcoat. Mm. Okay. She gets close, squeezes her sister's shoulders and kisses her forehead. We're going to get you out, okay? We're going to get you out. Just hold tight. Okay? Two months. Two months. Lilia stands and makes her way out. 
think we're getting closer. It feels like it. Yes. She offers her hand. You take it. The room burns away. And it's another ball. Not, well, another cocktail party. Not at the um, Vandasar estate, though. A different one. They're at um, some sort of... It's not really clear. Some sort of um, other estate, maybe in a different part of town. Uh, Still, as far as you can tell, on the West Bank. Or maybe the East Bank. No, it would be the East Bank this time, rather than the West Bank. And um, there is a similar crowd of various toffs and uh, rich individuals trottling and, uh, and guffawing. Oh, I hate them all! <laughs> just assuming that we're still, I've still got it at hand, just tending it. I don't know about you, but I always hated this kind of party. The food's nice. Yeah, it is up here. <laughs> Here we go. She lets go of your hand. She turns, and you see Lucetta Vandersar approach. Her automatically slightly shift protectively. Not to be, like, all the way in front of her, Mm. but, like, a little bit. Lucetta doesn't see you, nor does it, nor it seems does Fedlara in this moment. I don't think they would, I think it's just what happens. (laughs) The, she approaches. Svetlana. Lucetta? Are you enjoying the party? It's well enough. Thank you. The, uh... The Waynes are certainly good guests. I am particularly uh, happy to, uh, have been here for, uh, Young, what is, uh, Bruce's? Bruce's 14th? (laughs) (laughs) Did you just make Batman canon? (laughs) I think you just did. Is that what just happened? Only if if they get murdered in an alleyway shortly after. Uh, Well, (laughs) I think we've got a mission for the night. (laughs) Bruce Wayne is like 25 by this point, like 23 by this point. (laughs) Even so, let's go murder his parents. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, <laughs> turn Marjorie into a bat for an occasion. <laughs> 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 it's um, a lovely party. Yes. Well, I imagine you're getting a little tired. It is getting late. Yes. <sighs> Percy has uh, Percy has informed me that uh, he is going to be busy playing cards with uh, some of the uh, with uh, young Bruce and some of the others for a little while now. I wouldn't expect him back till the morning. No, I suppose not. I've taken the liberty of uh, arranging the coach to be ready for you. That's very considerate of you. Mm. Well, you have a safe trip back to the uh, to the manor. 
Of course, Lucetta. Have a good evening. Have a good evening, Svetlana. Hand on her shoulder. She walks away. Svetlana starts to pick up her things when you see uh, a young woman with uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, about the same sort of age. Um, a pro- uh, it's come up in uh, waiter's uniform. <clears throat> Miss, is there anything I can get for you? <sighs> no, thank you. <laughs> Titania, is that you? It's me. What do you think of the whole uh, Newmark accent? I think it needs some work. But it is so believable, yes? <gasps> I didn't know you were working this event. Uh, it's been, it's been a tricky uh, time, but hey, they needed some extra stuff for this one. By the region. Okay, I'm supposed to be going, but... Uh, you know what, we can take an hour. Uh, They've got some really good, uh, uh, they've got some uh, really good, uh, what's that stuff, uh, the uh, the Duvand wines uh, around the back. I am supposed Duvand. to be here as a guest, so, well, I suppose if you, well, I suppose if you're here as a guest, uh, Lani, then uh, I can't be blamed for serving you some. I know, and I can't be blamed for sharing some with you. <laughs> the... Was it Titania, she called it? Titania. Titania. Yeah. The uh, they move round the back and um, and pretty much just going into the servants area of the house, just start drinking some wine. Uh, and there is a moment where you see him catching up, and the edges of the room flicker. Time moves forward a little bit, just a little bit, mm-hmm. an hour or so, and. There is, um, the pair of them are a little red-faced. <laughs> oh, I've got to say, Hetty, it's good catching up with you. Yeah, what can I What can I say? It's not been the same without you down on the, uh, down in the shipyard. I know. Ah, Luli's always saying so. Hey. Luli was um, asking for my help for uh, getting some things together. Yeah, I... Can you do me a favor? Whatever she's asking for. Help her get it, okay? Okay. We got you. Thanks. Oh, I've, oh, 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 Regent, I've kept that poor ha- coach, coach person waiting for so long. Uh, I should... <clears throat> Straightens up her dress. I should get into the carriage and go home. <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose they probably missed me too. Ah, who knows with these things? They'll be drinking into the wee hours. Oh, it is the wee hours. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and she stands up and makes her way out, and you see Titania <clears throat> trying to put on a straight face, pretending to be straightening up a bit. <laughs> and with a sort of <clears throat> a door opens and a red-faced. Percival comes out. He looks a little dishevelled. Are we in the same place or have we moved? 
same place, maybe an hour or so later. Okay. Hard to say. And he goes, <clears throat> Lani. Oh, you're, uh, you're finished with the uh, cards, are you, Percy? Yeah, I lost everything. Let's get the carriage home, shall we? Yes, let's. Mm. You stink of wine. Right. Pop fucking kettle. <laughs> Celestia. <laughs> the pair of them stumble over to the carriage driver. Uh, to the carriage. Uh, you can see a somewhat bored looking driver is waiting. <clears throat> ah, uh, Miss, Svetl- <coughs> Miss Svetlana, we're. Uh, oh, uh, sir! Uh, your uh, your mother said uh, you were going to be a little while and that I shouldn't wait for you. Pfft. No, forget that. You take us both back. In fact, you know what? My wife has left you here waiting so long. Take the rest of the night off. Um, sir, I really should be driving your, your, your wife back. No, you... Off, 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 off that seat. Uh, awkwardly gets off. I mean, really, sir, we could, we could get you another carriage. Uh, what, you're saying I can't stand the sight of my wife? Is that what you're saying? I didn't say that, sir. Yeah, yeah, he shoves him. Hand on her shoulder. Percy. Maybe you can't stand the sight of me, huh? Fine. You don't have to sit with me. I'll, I'll do the gentleman thing. I'll drive you home. You're not in a fit state to drive, Percy. Bullshit. Give me those rings. Gets up onto the driver's seat. I know the way home. Sir, I really must insist. Fuck off. Take the night off. You've earned it. Lana, get in the damn carriage. She gets in the carriage. I guess I get in with her. Carriage picks up the horse's ride and there's a point where the carriage stops you hear a sort of rattling sound from below and the pace picks up and I offer her a hand if she wants it the horse is going into almost a gallop as you hear a drunken yeah come on faster from up above and suddenly there's a clunking sound. The carriage veers to one side. Uh, you can just catch a glimpse of a turn and there's a crash. There's just the, there's a moment where you find yourself amid the wreckage, in the wreckage. Is she there? Holding her hand. The wood of the carriage body crushed into her ribs. She locks eyes with you. I'm here. Thank you. I'm sorry. You step out, pull her up, and she... I think I carry her. Yeah, carry her out. I feel like I'd pick her up if she was injured. (sighs) And there is 
by the edge of the road. You look back, you can see Percival as the, at the edge of the carriage has fallen down on his legs. You can hear him moaning, but clearly alive. And you see by the edge of the road, there is a, a house, just a plain house with a door and the edges of the door glimmer with light and the sound of rain. That's us, darling. I'm scared. I know. But you're not alone. Okay. Let's go through. Ready? Ready. Um, I warn you, I think it might hurt. Yeah. Okay. You open the door and carry her through. In the moment, the rest of you have been watchers. Celestia, just on automatic, is pumping um, these compressions on the body's chest. Yeah, eyes full of rainbow and just, like, not here. Just pulses of light pass through the body, through the veins, and the body begins to swell in places and you see clearish liquid begin to stream out of the eyes, nose and mouth and the distinct smell of formaldehyde as the spell ejects the embalming fluid and and the cold pale face begins to fill in with red just just the pinkish hue of actual life as blood is restored. There is a cracking sound as bones knit back together as the ribs compress outwards and flesh is restored. And with the as the last of the end of the rainbow light pulses into the body and you give one final hit yeah like a proper arms over the head kind of hit (laughs) (laughs) you see Lindsay stand up and immediately make her way I like almost like fall onto her like we kind of gasp in together (laughs) Hello there. Hello. (laughs) (coughs) She looks up. Where am I? Lindsay says, you're safe. Don't worry. Who? Lindsay takes off one of her gloves and twists. A a, a mithrilish and gold ring. Her body changes. She grows a little leaner. Her features shift, still keeping the same broad appearance. Black mirish hair, brown eyes. But you see that she has 
the features you recognized with Lily. But one side of her mouth has a curved scar. Mm. There is, the, you can see on the hand without the glove, there are marks that look like maybe sprayed hot oil at one point. You can see marked scars on her cheek that look like maybe something from a fist fight or a blunt impact. See, I told you she was waiting. <laughs> Lily? I'm here. It's... It's been a while. <laughs> but I've got you. Thank you. <coughs> she looks up to you. And thank you. It's alright. Thank you for trusting me. Thanking you for helping me find a way back. And I promise it goes no further. None of it. That's yours. Oh, Regent, you weren't kidding about everything I was saying. Uh, yeah, um, I've got healing magic. Would that be helpful or would that do something terrible to you? Ow. I'm just going to do something and see if it works. I do a third level healing word. Ding. Ding. <sighs> Any better? It's a little better. Okay. You hear a sort of t- snapping sound Ooh. as some oh, still dear. broken ribs heal into place. Uh, we've got a surgeon here. Yeah, let me take a look at this. Let me take yeah. a look, look at this. You, you quickly sort of seeing the healing happening, adjust them so that they snap into quite the right positions. <laughs> I'm happy to tank a couple of heals into her at this point. You spend another one. (sighs) As someone who hasn't led the adventuring life that you have, it takes a lot less healing magic because she hasn't built up the resistance to it Mm. to restore her to something approaching health. Those were really nasty wounds. I don't want to pry. I just... Is there someone we need to murder for you? She looks to Lilia. She looks to Lilia. Already done. Well done. She friends. You mean... They... After they buried you. He... Was still... There. So convenient for them. They they had an arrangement to get his uh, legs regenerated, but they wouldn't spend the money to bring you back. So I got to him. It was a fight. He gave me this before she gestures to Jake before I managed to turn it on him. And I cut out his heart so they can't bring him back. And I burned it. Well done. Thank you. Whatever you need, 
neuron site. Thank you. Um, if you need anything else, you just let me know, all right? I look at um, Svetlana. She nods. I think I need some time with my with my family. I'll leave you. Um, yeah. Come. We have a safe house. Thee will show the way. You look and see the woman who now, Celestia, you recognize from the eyes does indeed appear to be Titania. Nod. Oh. Lindsay's second. Lilia's second. Why don't you give us give us some space? We'll get in contact with you. Mm-hmm. Leave. Take as long as you need. Seriously. Um, leave a message. Yeah, our ship is the Kraken's Bane. It's in the dry docks. Just get a message there, or you can send if you can. Leave a message here. Someone will pick it up. Okay. The. We can. Whatever. You, when you need something, tell us here. We'll take care of it. The. Um, small tasks. Not small tasks, but things that you might put yourself to. You need us to do some sabotage. You need us to steal things. Noted. Thank you. can you. do... Yeah. Tell us what you need. All right. Take care. Um, <coughs> Stay safe. From you what too. I saw last time, it's a little rough for a while afterwards. So, rest. I feel like I've been dead for, she looks up, nine years. Nine years? Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> yep. Yes, uh, it's, um, it's the no 12th. sugarcoating that one, is there? It's the 12th of Falling Leaves, uh, 1798. 98? Am I 25 now? I'm not really no. sure it works that way. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works. On paper, maybe, but... Fuck! Yep. Are people still dancing with the polka? (laughs) (laughs) In some parts, I'm I'm sure they probably are. She shakes her head. (laughs) And with that... Yeah, I imagine you probably yeah. make your way out. I think when Celestia gets up for the first time, she's like, "Woof." You're uh, right. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Put your arm around me. Mm, um, dizzy. On on top of Corzin's, the other one on top of Corzin's head. Yeah, you, you can't that put your arm around his you. shoulder. Come on. <clears throat> See you later. So Alana gives a small wave, and the three of you make your way out. And begin to head back, presumably, to get some sleep. But yes. whatever you do do, that... Oh yeah, you head back out into the heavy rain, by the way. But that is where we'll Aww. pick up after these, no doubt important, messages. Child, do not weep to leave Meadmere. Here the waters are cold, and activities are few. Beyond cards, dice, and liking, rating, sharing, and subscribing to flintlocks and fireballs. They say in Sunder there is never winter, 
and anyone may make their fortune. What fortune awaits you? You make your way through the rain. Yep, rain hasn't entirely stopped. Although it Ah. is starting to dwindle. I believe you finished up your... um, you, uh, you, you initially went out for, I think it was one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning was your original attack. I think it was one. One o'clock. Mm. You spent an, uh, a little over an hour, uh, I'm going to say about an hour and a half, in the church, because that short rest you took, mm-hmm. taking you to about half two-ish. So with the time spent on the resurrection and other things, you, you make your way, assuming you're heading back to the... Uh, in that you're staying at, which is uh, the horse's fancy. Yep. <laughs> um, it's a name. <laughs> you're going to make your way back around four o'clock ish in the morning, mm. and the rain does indeed start to dry out. It's going to be another hour and a half, two hours till dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything else you want to do before you stumble up to bed? I get a bit, like, disturbingly drunk. Sure. How long do you want to spend getting drunk? Crawson will stay with you. If you <laughs> yeah, I'm him. not going anywhere if you're drinking. <laughs> I don't know. How, like, how long does it take a person to get drunk? Celestia is not that good on alcohol. Roll a constitution save. Okay. Depends what you're drinking. Cause it's... Yeah, if you're doing <sighs> shots. It's, yeah. <laughs> then it can be anywhere between... A minute <laughs> to an hour. Well, my con save is 15. Okay, it's closer to an hour then. Yeah, it like doesn't touch the sides because she's yeah. feeling weird. You're trying, to get, you're trying to get plastered enough to sleep. Yeah, basically. Essentially. Um, she's like super weird. All right. Are you all right? It was just... You, it was... You're not all right. No. Do you want to talk about the way in which you are not all right? Uh... The rain dries up towards this early on in this hour. <laughs> I don't want to that tell you any lot. of this stuff. Well, well, you don't have to, but if there's anything you want to talk about that you can. Yeah. Uh, just. No, I remember what it was like with Sander. This is worse. Yeah, I didn't see anything with Sander. They just sort of came back, as far as I, I was aware. I don't think they'd have let you. <laughs> Probably not. But I was there for all of it. So her whole life. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, and she didn't want to go through some of it again. No, you wouldn't. But There's a lot of stuff not... I wouldn't want to go through again. Quite. But I just sort of had to keep telling her her sister was waiting for her, so she probably should. If you I had to go the... through some of the things I've experienced in my life, I'm, I think I would be at least comforted I wasn't having to go through some of them alone. I hope I you saw, you, you saw the end as well. Yeah. I, um... Oh. Her name was Lucetta, wasn't it? Mm. I think it was Lucetta, you know. What, that had her killed? Yeah. Wasn't it... They said it, they used he pronouns, so Grinzy. She said that he he's dead and taken care of. Is 
I don't want to go into a huge detail, but it was, it could have looked like a drunk driving accident, is the thing. And he was driving, but she was supposed to get into that carriage alone. Lucetta had arranged the carriage. Oh, that's definitely dodgy. And I heard something break. He didn't veer off the road, something broke. Oh, that is dodgy. Um... Feels feels like a setup. She was supposed to be in that carriage. It was supposed to be just her. He just got pissed and came Did... to and told the driver to fuck off. Um, would I be right in guessing that Lucetta didn't approve of the marriage or something like that? Was yeah, there be a reason she pretty wa- big way? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Again, yeah, I'm uh, keeping oh. it sketchy for privacy because she didn't. Oh ask yeah, for this, no. But... I... No, but that's motive enough. Yeah. I think that'd probably be common knowledge, to be honest, as well, so I don't think that's a huge secret. All right. Oh. Well, certainly worth um, bearing in mind if we're um, if we're crossing paths with them again, or if we're We also might want to with... talk to them about it when we see them again, when she's ready. Mm. Yeah. Just tell her the order do... in which I saw this... it. And... Yeah. We shouldn't do this without talking to them but it might be worth scrying and asking to see the moment Lucetta organised killing her because if nothing comes up then we'll know maybe it's well it's not necessarily we'll know sanctums yeah if it comes up we'll we'll, we'll bloody well know yeah Um, it might be worth asking them if they want to know yeah well, if it wasn't an accident, then they they have the right to know. And if the person who uh, planned it is still alive and at large, yes, they should know. Hmm. Forgot who I was for a bit there. Oh. It's like being That's... stretched really thin. Oh. You were gone for a while I, I think like, physically still there but like you you weren't focused you, you were focused on uh, what you were doing I think I was a beam of light I had I had wings for a bit there was this crack or <laughs> a line on paper or a cliff or does this match any religious iconography I have ever seen? Roll a religion check. Don't think so. That's a four. (laughs) (laughs) There are some depictions of saints with wings. Okay. For a second it was the abyss that they all talk about down below and then it was something ugh. else and I think I had a beak and ugh. You were the phoenix, weren't you? That's what it is. You had all that down. Yeah. Using it for the magic. That would make sense but I was also, I think, maybe a beam of light for a few minutes. I don't... Wow. My head hurts. Yeah, this alcohol might be a bad idea. Oh, it sounds like a lot to process. Yeah. I sort of... 
more of me came back, the closer we got, but... Yeah. What would have happened... This doesn't always work. What would have happened if it hadn't worked? I mean, to you. Would you not... Would you have been able to find your way back? I don't know. I hope so. Oh, that's just a worrying thought. <laughs> Towns the remainder of the glass of whiskey and pours herself another one. Sorry. <laughs> I like to it, think the spirit would have guided me back, but I don't honestly know. It didn't feel like when you do the dream spell and you leave your body. No, I'm it? still there. Hmm. Like, it's... But it's like being conscious and it almost feels like you're physically there any cause and you've done it. Hmm. No, you that's knew... why I was asking. But you knew to follow the spirit, even when you didn't know who you were. Yeah, I had a vague sense. Oh. That I was there for you... something and that we had to go that way. There's an interesting thing. There wasn't the rainbow spirit wasn't there. Or if it was, it wasn't distinct from you. Mm. It was more like we were one thing. Like we sort of merged for a while and there was a thread that we had to follow. Mm. We weren't separate. We need to be careful with... I mean, we can't do this often anyway, but... I would like to do this as little as possible. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd... Quite scary. I'd hate to lose you in there. What if that thread broke? What if that's one it doesn't work? We need to find out if there's a chance of you getting lost. The thread felt that, thre that's it something felt you deserve thin. to know. It felt like a thin thread. <sighs> I don't like that. No, me neither. Pres presumably if there's any semblance of choice on the part of the person you're trying to bring back, then some people might conceivably choose not to. She nearly yeah, did. Yeah, and what, what happens then to the person guiding them? If I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what happens. We need to find there was, out. There was an old lady, I think, in, um, in a boat. She was going to take her on, like, away. And she said, don't get lost on the way back. I think if you're lost, maybe you're lost. Hmm. There wasn't Ugh. any guide. I was the other guide. You know? Yeah. Well, it's not like I knew where I was going. <sighs> mm, whiskey. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd... Yeah, have a whiskey. <laughs> the room... There's, there's a fireplace in the room. And it's uh, kind of hard not to just stare into the flickering flames. Hmm. I think I do. Yeah, it's the only source of light. It's the main source of light in here, unless you light a candle. How's the rainbow spirit looking? A little similar to how it was before, but with maybe a few more licks of flame to it. Hmm. How you doing? Mm. Tired? Mm. <laughs> Feeling pretty for yourself? 
Hmm. Do you know what would have happened if we got lost? Hmm. No. The rainbow spirit draws itself thin and folds itself round into a little circle and snaps one part of the circle, but then continues flipping. What are you saying? Hmm. Pictures itself getting thin and then does the same trick where it seems to snap into, but it's actually like connects itself to a little Would circle. we have snapped? Hmm. Snapped apart? Would, would mm-hmm. we have got separated? Hmm. Hmm. Or would we have lost something? Hmm. Uh, uh, but you think hmm. we would have got back? Hmm. What's that? It's like little distant sort of banging sounds or like fireworks maybe or something going off in the distance. Yeah, what is that? No one else getting worried. Hmm. Very Where's that coming from? Always. Right, uh, can can I go outside and see if I can see where that's coming from? Uh yeah, the the this window go this window goes onto the like west uh river so you can't really see much. But um if you go whew, I guess you could go onto the street or maybe there might be a reef access. Um on balance, I think uh, Corzin would go to the roof. Okay, it takes a few minutes to, for you to find it. You climb up, and in the east, it's you kind of. This isn't the tallest of buildings, so there are like rows and rows of roofs. But there is actually access up to the roof for repairs and so on. Which you can he see over the? T- <laughs> but you can <laughs> see over climbing <laughs> to the top of the roof. And in the distance, there's the... This is something I have to take into consideration. (laughs) In the distance, there is the glow of what looks like a ruddy sort of dawnish glow. Wait. Dawn glow doesn't reflect like that on the clouds. And you listen and you can hear in the distance the sounds of shouting and panic. You have to scramble almost up to the top, up a little chimney to actually climb this kit. That would have happened to to get it. You don't really need to this for a chimney. Like there are loose bricks that you can scramble up. But you peer over, and you can see on the east side of the city near the docks there is a raging fire. Several fires seem to have started, and you hear the sounds of shouting, and then in the distance. Okay, Gordon is going to whip out a spyglass and see if he can get a better look at this. Give me a perception check. This is vision based, so you have advantage. Oh, excellent. Okay, that is a 23. 23. Peering through in the distance, you can see flames flickering, uh, racing, uh, uh, racing, crackling. It looks like. a set of buildings, some of the tense terraces on the eastern side have, uh, not far on the northern end of Bow, near the east piers, have been set alight. It's almost like the flames are leaking around alive. No, they are. In the distance, 
dancing between buildings, you can see six flaming forms pressed into the shape of different creature, of different animals. Smoke is rising. There are elementals loose. The rain has stopped. The fires are spreading. Looks like the mages got impatient. How, um, where are they in relation to where the Kraken's Bane is more? Oh, Kraken's Bane is on the West Pier. It's happening on the other side of the city. Fine, good, okay. Uh, it's about, I think... Gotta keep my eye on this, though, because fuck. Yeah. Uh, Is this in the area that's held by the military still? Uh, so this is yeah. On, who's this held by? So this is on your side. This is on Hickory Island side. Oh, okay. So it's uh, so it's on your side of the river, not on the far side. Uh, this is in the bow area where the supposedly the uh, bowstring boys uh, gangs are, but they're making their way up the pier. Mm. It looks like causing yeah. You spot six uh, groups of. Uh, six, six individual elementals just and there are groups of militia scrambling to try and take shots at them uh, but the elementals are moving quickly they seem uh, they, are, they dodge with speed and where they and where groups gather they lunge towards them to just barrel into the into the crowds this is literal scorched earth tactics hmm. You come back down off the roof yet? Yeah, I'll. Yeah. I'll uh, you, you after after watching a few sec- like twenty seconds of this, you scramble back down to inform the others. I will relay everything. What? Fuck off! Uh, shit. Ugh. We probably need to do something. Fire We should yeah. do something about that. I mean, if nothing else, I could put small fires out pretty easily. I. Um, I can control some wind. Maybe. Yeah, I think I can probably back, take but, uh, uh, take know, down one or two if, um, uh, if I get into the right position. But we we have to go now if we're going to do it. Go. They're already on the move. Right, let's go. How okay. drunk am I? I'm pretty fucking uh, drunk. Fifteen. So you're not actually. Uh, you're not. Sig- you were deliberately trying to get drunk. I was deliberately. So trying you're, to get but drunk. with a fifteen, you're only at liquid courage. So you got five temporary hit points, advantage on strength and charisma skill checks, okay. disadvantage on dex, wisdom, and intelligence, advantage on fear saves, and disadvantage on charm saves. Okay, you don't have to remind me. <laughs> I'll remind you of it as it comes up. The important thing is temporary hit points, uh, mm-hmm. advantage on strength and charisma, disadvantage on basically everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how do you want to cross through the city? As it is going by foot, dense as it is, with scamp leading, because that old urchin background comes in, uh, hey. it's at a dead run, it's still going to take you five minutes uh, to get across. Um, it might be fast. You might be able to cut that down to two if you went by... Actually, going by air is ludicrously fast. Yeah, by two two minutes if you went by air. But Ooh, drunk flag. Up to you if you want to use <laughs> the spell slots or not. Um, Less to smack into up there, but we're more visible. Yeah. Did I genuinely just use one spell? That can't be right. I hadn't used many spells when we were down below. Yeah, a lot of your spells went up were used on healing in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got. One level one left, no level twos, everything else though. I have a fair amount of stuff left. Yeah, I've used some sorts of. All those lesser restorations. Mm. Um, I think it's probably worth us flying then, isn't it? Probably, if we can get there quicker. 
Yeah, let's get there let's as fast as we can. Okay. You scr- scramble up to the roof. Please. Who do you set as the flyers? Um. <laughs> um. Corzin, can you carry Celestia? Yes. Who's under the arms? Fucking massive. Like. <laughs> yes, but you're also quite drunk. I am getting twatted. Just with out, you, of, not um, my best uh, out, out of curiosity, how much does Celestia weigh? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't decided. I'm going to okay. assume Celestia. She's six four and pretty skinny. Let's call okay. it ten stone. Really right, yeah, causing, really skinny causing could definitely oh, lift that. Okay. I'm six one and I, uh, and I weigh around twelve. So let's say eleven. Uh, look, you, I'm eleven to twelve. Eleven to twelve. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. You could still lift that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's causing fucking horrors. <laughs> right. So your flyers are. Uh, causing and I will fly. Okay. And you yeah. grab uh, Celestia. I get on his back like a massive okay. child. Uh, oh, okay. Flying after. Like, so he's holding onto like, your lines arms. My limbs around you. Yeah, <laughs> and it's mostly just your arms yeah. around his shoulders. And causing super causing away. This is fine. <laughs> this is absolutely fine. Okay, the pair it's of really you not. <laughs> sail up and over. Um, as you are moving you can hear the sounds of shouting and fighting in the streets peering down about halfway along actually no as you're approaching the the edge you can see groups of militia are starting to form together into units uh, desperately scrabbling waking people up gathering together usually units of about 50 or so at a time Mm. Uh, but down below you can see one uh, you, you have an overhead view and you can see about four streets away Mm-hmm. From the um, from where uh, from the east piers where the fires are happening, uh, round about in the midst of the five fires, fires district, there are two groups running towards each other round a corner. One group is militia, the other group are redcoats. About fifty of them, Ooh. and they look to group. be on the same side as the fire element. Uh, well, they are, they they are so it's as if uh, there's an L jungle. There's like a crossroads or like an L, a T junction up ahead. Mm-hmm. What the redcoats are running up one side of the T, the militia are running up the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't. Neither of them seem to have spotted each other, but you can tell once they meet, there's going to be a conflict. I always get confused about militia. They are on our side. Your side. Cool. It's because militia um, and military. My brain just like never yeah, holds yeah, on fair. to. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Um. How far away? Oh, give me a moment. Yeah, fair question. Exactly how far away. Um, I think they are... Oh, right. Far, far away from you. Uh, yes. At this particular moment, how how high above the rooftops are you flying? Oh, not enormously. Yeah, not that high. would be... 20 feet? Um, Probably not even that. Maybe 10 feet over the top. Okay. Then they're about... So... Allowing for 40 feet below, you're going to have to be fairly close to them to see them. Uh, they're probably about 70 feet, maybe 80 feet as the crow flies from you um, Ooh, down. I and might the, do a thing. And they are within, they're all within 30 feet of each other. They're currently a packed mass running. Um, oh boy. Um, oh, ooh, who, who's going first? <laughs> How are we playing this? Are we hurting people or are we? What I was going to do a distraction for the redcoats because they're all nicely clumped. Very and true. I could just drop a fireball. Well, I mean, yeah, usually that. You're flying overhead. Thing. It will work pretty well. I mean, it's going to draw attention to us, so we should get down 
quick once I have. Yeah. Or at least onto a roof or something, right? Uh, I you will have a look for a suitable a landing and zone. Then I'll make them run the other way, and then the militia will have a lovely chance. I'm pissed. <laughs> Let's what? see how many survivors there are. <laughs> okay, so this is essentially attacking against a unit with a level three spell. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I might do a level four. Cool. I was level just going to up it very slightly. Yeah, and then when their fireball drops, I will okay. um, cast a major what, image, basically. What major image do you cause? So, yeah, I paint in my hand. Um, I want to do a bigger fire elemental, if okay. I can, um, and have it run towards the Osirians, like there's an okay. opposing one. <laughs> so, bursting like, out of the, rear up, but out of the ground. Like, after the fireball drops, yeah. basically. Okay. So give me a moment. So we have, have it like sprout out of where it went. The fireball landed. Preferably, yeah, that'd be mm. ideal. <laughs> okay. Uh, so just making a quick note. Got it. Uh, all right. So there are there are also just making a quick note of something. Cool. All right. The uh, as you uh, the up ahead they see at that T junction point. Bursting out of the ground, uh, what form does the fire metal take? Um, a giant lion. A lion nice. of flames appears and roars. The redcoats uh, panic, and as they turn, the ball, of the pea of flame hits. It blasts them apart. Um, Scamp, just roll me, roll me two d ten, three d ten, let's say. Fourteen. Okay, fourteen uh, seem to be killed or rendered unconscious by the blast. Uh, the unit scatters. Bodies fly. Causing. As some of the bodies hit the ground, you see the red coats on them flicker for a moment. And as the seemings break, you see militia ah, troops oh, burned and broken. Fuck. So it was an, it was an illusion? It's an illusion. Oh, Fuck. shit. I dismissed the image immediately. <laughs> right, we've got to get out of here now. we got to go. Okay. You fly overhead. Uh, but the uh, this has... Uh, but you have caused a smash as this is happening. The... You, peering, uh, getting over to the edge of the East Piers, you can see now, uh, just over one of the roofs, uh, you can look down and you can see that the groups, that the elementals have divided into two groups of five. There are ten of them that you can see. Okay. One group is attacking the dense buildings uh, on the northern edge of the Five Friars district, going for going for housing, going for warehouses, the uh, attacking groups of uh, militia that they can see. Uh, there is a, a flaming spider, a flaming ape, a flaming mantis, a flaming eel, and a flaming centipede, all the size of, of, of war horses or larger, uh, careening around. The uh, spider and the eel are racing towards actually one of the ships uh, that's in, uh, at the dock, the uh, trigger, um, whereas <laughs> the other three are trying to attack uh, civilian housing, it looks like. At the same time as the... Or attack groups of militia that are trying to fire on them. At the same time, another group of five, 
uh, a snake, a frog, a gecko, a horse, and a bull are making their way just north, uh, northwards along the pier, heading up towards Portland, and uh, eventually, it seems, where the battery is. Burning everything in their wake. This is chaos. What do we do? We can't let them get up towards the battery. But what about the ships? We can't afford to lose the ships. Ah, shit. We've got to contain them where they are currently. We really can't afford to lose the ships. Alright, so let's keep them here. Give them something else to uh, to go after. I might be able to like do some damage with with air. Like I can put out flame I've a bit. Got that big shockwave thingy I can do, that could help. That'll work. Alright. It needs to be within uh, thirty feet though. Could you do that from the roof of our building if it was on the ground? Um, yeah, I don't see why not. It's a destructive yeah, wave. Yeah, yeah, it's a destructive wave. It would work. Yes. The buildings are like 30 feet tall at their highest. Yeah. So. I need to right. put myself between the ship and them. Right, let's do that. Okay, so you're going for the for the, uh, the groups attacking the docks. Yeah. Give me a moment. All right. Uh, as you... So, where do you... Uh, so... As I say, the ape, the mantis, and the centipede are going for the buildings. The spider and the eel are going for the trigger uh, right now. Where do you want to position yourselves? You can drop into this battle pretty much anywhere because you're flying. I think near the ships would be nice. Right. Yeah, yeah so I want to be between the them and the ship. Okay, so you got, you're going yeah. to move between uh, the trigger and uh, the spider and the eel. I'm going to ask you yeah. to roll into initiative, please. All right. Quick question. Uh, um, during the, uh, the intervening time with the... Resurrection and everything. Would we have had time for at least a short rest? Um, you have had a short rest, yes. So, yeah, okay. uh, if you I want to quickly recover and hit points, yeah, I'm, yes. uh, I'm gonna get initiative. So, I will get initiatives and describe the scene while you're rolling hit points. So, uh, right, uh, Celeste, your initiative, um, natural 20, cool. so 25. Nice. Thank you, that's relevant. Uh, Corson? 21. Cool. Uh, and uh, scamp. Uh, nineteen. Ooh, lots of high initiatives yeah. today. And I was rolling with disadvantage, so that's impressive. Hmm. Okay. Let's just make a note Ooh. here. Oh no, it's really long casting time. <laughs> and let's put them into the play as well. Okay. So the. Uh, so you learn, so uh, you sail overhead in the darkness. Uh, some glints amidst the amidst the orange glow from the flames. As you are, uh, as you uh, up to you whether you want to land or fly float in the air. But you uh, but you go over the top of the um, of the spider and the eel uh, in between them and the trigger. I'm going to say at the pace they were traveling. There's a ninety foot. Uh, Ninety foot to the gangplank, really more like four, more like 50, uh, fifty feet to the edge of the trigger, uh, mm. where uh, between between where the eel and the spider are. Okay, so they're on like the, the, the pontoon at the moment. Or yeah, the, um, yeah, they're making the, their way along right. the pontoon, actually setting the pontoon on fire as they travel. Right. Um, uh. So yeah, they uh, at the point where they are. I'm going to say that they are fifty feet from the edge of the uh, trigger. You can place yourself any distance along there that you want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll say that 200 feet away 
is where the uh, eight mantis and centipede are breaking into buildings. Basically, how many could I get in a destructive wave is my question. It's a 30-foot radius. You could get the spider and the eel. Unless you went... Yeah, spider and the eel. Eight and they're the ones going for the ships. They're yeah. the ones going for the ships. I will go for so you can do that as you're flying overhead if you want. Also. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. My instinct is to get down, down, actually. Get down. Okay, you can do that once yeah. you get down. So uh, you position yourself as the as the, as the combat begins. So I feel like I kind of jump off Corzin's back and okay. whack the guitar down on the floor. <laughs> okay, so you get within 30 feet of them yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. So you are thirty feet from them, Corzin and Scamp. Where do you want to land, or do you want to do you want to fly? I would. Oh yeah, because I, I can still fly. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go about uh, sixty feet up from one of them and attempt yep. to uh, drop my last bomb in front of it on the uh, uh, on the pontoon with the intention of trying to buckle it so it falls into the water. Ooh, nice choice. Do you want to take the go for the spider or the eel? Which one is um, is first, if there is one? Or are they walking abreast? Uh, eel. Basically, whichever's closest to the... Um, uh, the, right, the They're kind of, first. yeah, just about the eel, more so. Righto, then. Okay, so that is... I, it's just a deck save, but I'm not actually... Um, uh, yeah, you're hitting the pontoon... It. Yeah. Just roll damage, and we'll see how much damage the pontoon takes. Great. Okay, that is going to be three d six. Oh man. Hmm? Okay, that's five. I rolled Ooh. two ones. Mm. We all rolled really well on initiative. The, what did you get, sir? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, initiative oh, I got twenty one. I will also ask you for that on your turn. Sorry, I'm actually asking about positioning. I so gonna, I was going to say because I had, I got twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. So really? sorry. I, 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 I'm I so sorry. I asked you. Uh, yeah, this is about positioning. Ahead. So you've declared your action. You can do that on your turn yeah. unless things change. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scamp, where do you want to position yourself? Um, net, uh, like behind Celestia, uh, if, she, if she's the closest to cool. the thing. How far behind Celestia? Like right behind? Yeah. Cool. You're thirty-five feet from them. She is thirty feet from them. Okay. At that point. We come into initiative. Celestia is first. Um, for a start, um, I rolled with advantage because I'm drunk, and you said against fear is with advantage. Yes. So I've already rolled this. Um, but you see, everything's fucking on fire. It's a problem. Like everything is uncontrollably on fire, <laughs> um, and it's real bad. So you see her drop down, look around, freeze for a split second. And then she just like shakes her head and she's just so drunk that it bounces off and she just goes and just like swings the guitar over her head, smacks the ground um, and a big load of rainbow cracks just burst out. Uh, I'm going to go for necrotic damage rather than radiant because that feels like most opposite to fire. (laughs) Con saves? Um, Yeah. Okay, go for it. Hang on, I just need to get all of the dice. Um, three, four, five. Okay, so first thunder damage. Yep. Um, so that's seven, ten, twelve thunder. Okay. And twelve, eighteen, twenty, twenty-one uh, necrotic. So thirty-three total damage. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm just going to roll check that. So that becomes. Oh, that's effective. Uh, with a shuddering <laughs> blast through. Uh, 16, got it. Uh, the, uh, the wave cracks through, shattering. Um, pop, uh, the thunder cracks sections of the um, uh, of the uh, of the actual pier of the pontoon as it goes by. Not enough to completely shatter it. The necrotic doesn't really seem to affect it much. Um, but let's. Uh, so the eel seems to take the full force of the blast. The uh, the fire ripples uh, and shudders. Uh, and seems to weaken in places. Sections of it uh, crackle and flare. Um, the spider uh, manages to avert the worst of it, mm-hmm. uh, only taking partial damage. So that one takes 16. Is... Yeah. Hmm. Um, anything else you want to do on your turn? Uh, yes. I just want to check something. Yeah, so basically... Um... After I've smacked the guitar on the ground, I just like bang on my chest and just. <clears throat> and um, you see a, another big flash of rainbow, and we're surrounded by people in the militia, right? Yeah. Uh, Any... They they are so the militia are back more towards the uh, to, towards the street, but there are crew aboard the ship. Um, anyone who is within sixty feet. Got it. 11 temporary hit points and okay a bunch of militia and the, sh- the ship some of the ship's crew then yeah who are um, currently also panicking. hopefully causing them to camp I'm hoping yeah <laughs> uh, crew members with weapons are like gathering up and trying to fire uh, at these uh, at the flaming creatures with varying degrees of effect yeah um okay yeah that's uh, and anyone who wants to move can but you can't oh, use this to get yeah. into position use that to get into drunken stumble then catches itself. <laughs> okay. Next up, it's the elementals. Oh, they so, roll well. Yeah, oh, yeah, you both have 11 temporary hit points, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, can I, wait, if I can move now Celestia's done, I want to move in front of her. Uh, it's not your turn. No, it's but part the, of the, the mantle. The oh, yes, yeah. you can. You totally can. Cool. So you move yeah, in front of her. Yeah, you can move and use up your action. Well, but how far, next how far in front do you want to move? Uh, just a couple of feet. Okay, so you just basically move right in front. Get it? Okay, so you're, we'll say you're 25, she's 30. Um, what are the orders they've been given? Cool. The two creatures are going to make, uh, are going to stream past an attack. Uh, the first one to go run past, actually, over to, springing over the eel is the spider. <laughs> Uh, charging past. As it passes, it's going to take one attack against uh, Celestia, given what you just did. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's not great. 13? Um, no. Okay, you duck out of the way um, as it spears one le- flaming leg at you, where it touches the pontoon. <laughs> It bursts into little pots of flame, mm. but it actually runs past. So I guess either of you can take a attack. Of she has another little have. freezy moment as the yeah. spider made of flame comes yes. towards her. Shockingly, mm. um, do I get an attack of opportunity? Uh, yes, uh, yeah, melee attack. Any melee attack you want, you can. Fucking drunkenly swing my rapier at True, it. Yeah. Um, oh, never use my rapier. Give me. <laughs> never use it. Ah, where is it? 
Dex no, plus proficiency. No, I just... Oh, Dex plus proficiency. Okay, um... That is... Uh, oh, God. How maths? How? 21. <laughs> that hits. Roll, roll damage, which is 1d8 plus your dex. Love you. <laughs> Thank you for just telling me that. I've never used my fucking sword. Um, that is a 7. Okay, you slash through. It seems to connect a little bit, but it's like cutting yeah. flame. There's a little bit of flame that bursts out of it. But I feel it's... like that's actually part of the reaction. Yeah. Like she like starts and just like gets the nearest weapon out and takes a swipe at it and it actually hits somehow. Yeah. Um, it does a bit of damage, but not as much as you might hope. Yeah. So uh, that is resistance as far as I can tell. Yeah. Uh, it then sails past the pair of you and just plants its legs straight into the hole of the trigger. Ah, shit. So let's... Roll damage for that. Oh, no. Uh, so, initial damage to the trigger. I'm going to call stats for the trigger's hole here. Uh, so, 12 multiplied by 2. So, the trigger has currently taken 24 damage, and is and there is now a small fire. <laughs> the crew will try and deal with that on their turn. Um, okay. The, at the same time, the eel slithers up and takes a bite. Um, Going to say one at Scamp, one at Celestia. Both of which miss. You feel the crackling heat uh, as it slithers up and you I pull out of the way. I have to say it again. I, I don't have mage armor up. Um, you, no, no, it really misses. Okay. <laughs> I just remembered. I feel I have to say every time because it's no. my own the, you roll. Uh, yeah, no, that that uh, that was a natural three. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah no, it misses. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it doesn't hit Celestia's either. So mm -hmm. both of you feel the blazing, searing heat as it bites at the pair of you, but uh, manage to pull out of the way. Causing. Right now, the from you're above, you're, you're flying up above, sixty yep. feet, uh, kind of sixty feet above. The eel is next to Celestia and Scamp, but the spider is already at the trigger and honestly starting the process of climbing on board it. Okay, oh, if I drop the bomb, it's going to hit them as well, isn't it? Uh, if you drop the bomb at the, if you drop the bomb at where the eel is, it'll hit Celestia and, and Scamp. Yeah, if you no, drop I, it where the spider I, if is, if I can see that, there's no way I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, okay, what I'm going to do instead then is I'm going to fly back towards the uh, the trigger. Yep. And um, Causin is going to uh, yell out at the, uh, the the spider that's climbing up the uh, the side of the trigger and says. This is not your ship! And he's going to cast Banishment. Oh, <gasps> That's so exciting. Oh, what is that? I a charisma save? No, you had that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a charisma save. Um, okay. DC 16. Uh, what this essentially. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll narrate it if it works. Okay. Uh, you scream it. Adjusted for charisma. That was a zero. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> this okay. thing's very charismatic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, what, what, what happened? Tell us that. Yeah. Right, I'm so the, uh, the ambivalent octopus will shoot out, position itself behind it, kind of make a slashing motion in the air. There's a tiny little ripple in, um, uh, in the air, and it's like the... 
the spider and everything that constitutes it is sucked through it and it closes up behind it. Oh. Okay, yeah. As it seals around, you just see it <laughs> sucked away. Now, they're, they're not from round here, are they? They aren't from round here. <laughs> they aren't from round here. In fact, um, yeah, because they're not from round here. If they're from another plane of existence, uh, you, they yeah, don't they come back. They completely vanish from your sight. I think you still need to keep it... concentrate for a minute. you still got to concentrate for a minute. Oh, yeah, I'm concentrating well, on that. Yeah, yeah. It lasts if you do. Mm. And yeah. It just, yeah, it sails away entirely. There's, it's, it just seems to... You watch as the flames just sink into it's a like, single yeah. point and vanish. You get a little, like, message from Celestia through your helmet. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's still another one. He'll turn Sorry around. To see that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did did everyone on the ship just see that as well? Yeah. There's, there's some looks of awe and shock uh, from some of the crew. Others of the crew are desperately running and grabbing sand buckets. Get the bow guns the on that thing. Uh, anything else in your turn, Corson? Yeah, I'm just going to yell that. Get the bow guns on that thing. Okay. They yeah, they're going to turn the bow guns and try and get the. Uh, well, they're turning swivel guns uh, towards the eel. They will go on their turn. Yep. Um, so, Scamp. Well, have I got... Am I still sort of, I've got this thing right in front of me, haven't I? Yep, yep. There's a flame. Lovely. Um, I will cast Sustained Wind. Oh, okay. Yep, so I'm just going to check the gust of wind rules, which this basically is, but with... Mm -hmm. the uh, I've got the rules here. Um, it's a strength save. It puts out unprotected flames. Oh, I don't know what effect it would have on this. Oh, it, anywhere it's touched, maybe. Uh, uh, they will put out the things on the the, like, yeah. the dog, but um, I don't know if it will would have any sort of weakening effect or damage uh, or anything. This is a magic. It's a creature of magical flame, so yeah. The, but this will, uh, but the, but the, but the, but the flames it's creating beneath it. That would make sense to go out. Uh, so, okay, it makes the strength save, uh, and you see it. Ooh, how closely strongly does it make the strength save? <laughs> like, Roll a D4. could I bend through? Maybe roll a D four if you want. I do sod it. Minus two. Cool. It holds... It manages to hold back against it. However, I would like... What did it roll? I'm really curious. I would like Can you I to roll... Um, I'm just asking what it rolled. Hmm. Uh, what's your... I'm just uh, curious. Um, <laughs> that's an excellent question. First... Could I ask you to roll a d20 for me, please? Oh, six. Okay. Uh, with the minus two, it became an 18. Ah. Uh, that's depressingly close. Boo. <laughs> so it's... Uh, however, the flames on the the flames on the jetty are uh, all are blown out. Oh, yeah. uh, you are facing currently facing away from the ship, so the flames on the ship are still are still there. Yeah. But I guess because it follows, 
I can't remember if it's an action to change the direction of this. Bonus action. Bonus action. So if you want to take a bonus action, I guess you could turn around. Uh, I kind of want to hold this thing back if I can. Yeah, okay. You're pushing back against it, and yeah, it's, it's gonna, it takes two feet of movement to move one foot while yeah, you're shoving it. Um, but I'm right in front of it, so how's that going to work? Uh, well, you could move backwards. Yeah, Although I think then... I'm going to risk the I'm going to risk the attack of opportunity and okay. move back. And yeah, and would also... try and keep Celestia out of the range. Yeah, of you're going to try and maneuver it so that you don't. Okay, it it snaps its jaws. You misses, not rolling well with this uh, with this eel. Um, and you double, but you pedal backwards. You can get all the way to the ship if you want. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, that would be good and just continue blowing at it. You see it struggling, the flames sealing back against it. Okay. Uh, that means it's time for something. Uh, ominous. Hmm. Uh, I need to check something in someone's uh, arsenal. Oh dear. Because... Ooh, I'm going to use a bonus action to get a few sorcery points back as well. Okay. Oh, yes, do. Um, okay. As the... Uh, on the next turn, then... Yeah. That's what it would have to be, isn't it? Okay. Uh, actually, the, that is it for the for them on this turn. The, cr uh, the crew, however, do manage... To get together and okay, the ship takes the ship takes an extra twelve points of damage as they struggle to put out the fire. Oh. <laughs> they, they really flood their crew roll in that one. Oh. Um, but the but the ship is nowhere near. Like it's a small fire and they they are have it is currently under control. They're just trying to put it out. Mm -hmm. So long as the as the eel or none of the others get there, it's not likely to be an issue. Top of the turn, Celestia. You are before the eel, which is struggling like against the winds. How far away is the sea from the eel? The <laughs> Literally sea. either side of this like ten foot wide jetty. Okay, and I'm between the eel and the sea. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can um, certainly easily maneuver yourself to be between the eel and the sea. Yeah. So I still a little drunk, so it's a little stumbly. <laughs> Celestia very slowly puts one hand up in the air, mm. like eyes closed in the middle of all this chaos, just quite still. And as the hand goes up, you see a column of the sea come up. Basically. Oh, um, and I'm going to cast a major image, and I'm going to make it look like a snake. And I'm going to have it come towards the other elementals so it looks like a really giant water elemental Ooh. is what I'm going for, Fuck. basically. Yeah. It's not. It's an illusion, but it fucking looks like one. Okay. Um, and as it's a major image, it should be pretty fucking believable as well. Yeah. I also want to make it look cold, like I would like some ice spikes oh, yeah. coming it out is, of it. You, like, just being next to it, you can feel the heat radiating from the eel and the heat and the cold, the chill, the dampness, the salt tang in the air of this water elemental yeah both yeah. like it, right here both seem as real as the other yeah rainbow spirit is shining out of the veins in her hands and she's just kind of like eyes closed still in the middle of the chaos and just controlling it oh, with wow. her hand okay 
what do you have your illusion do? Is it just I would summon? like it to really look like it's going for the other two elementals, or whichever is nearest, the, I guess. The, the one eel. remaining elemental, one yeah, is currently the, banished. I would like it to look like it's about, like, going to attack the eel, like it's, like, trying to intimidate it, it's threatening. Okay. Like, if it's like a cobra, it's, like, puffing up. Mm. You know? Okay, yeah, it's just going to fucking serpent cobra. The eel seems to shudder, is already shuddering against the wind, but... yeah. I just kind of make eye contact with it with this massive cobra behind me. The two, the two serpentine creatures just like <laughs> at each other. Mm. Uh, it's an impressive sight. I'm trying to scare it, basically. <laughs> okay. Uh, the I don't know if you'll allow me to make an intimidation roll or that's up to you as a ruling. Make an intimidation roll by all means, yeah. Yeah. I mean, advantage on charisma. I'm drunk. But it's not my charisma, is it? Uh, it's advantage and skill chase with charisma, but I guess it's a performance check from you, really. So... This is how well you play this thing. Yeah. So is that advantage or no? Yes, advantage. <laughs> I mean, dude. <laughs> Natural 20. Okay, the creature... Nice. like a 35. Shudders <laughs> in terror. Um, on its turn, which is next, uh, unless you want to do anything else... Nah, We're currently I'm still near it. Okay. Um, it takes a couple of disadvantage attacks at this creature it's terrified of. There's a natural 20 and a natural 1 on that. There's wow. not really wow. anyone else. It's not really anyone else it can do, so it kind of smacks its own head try, trying to bite at it. Um, yeah, no. It flubs both attacks. This is having no luck. However, um, as this is happening... This you appear to have drawn the attention of uh, of the others. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say the ape is going to stay. Yeah, the ape stays on the uh, careening through houses, cracking and smashing. Mm -hmm. But in the distance, the mantis and the centipede turn their attention. There's a flaming centipede and a flaming praying mantis start scrambling over. Uh, they are going to dash for this turn because they are actually a distance away. So I'm going to say they arrive, They get to the end of the pontoon. Mm -hmm. uh, so 50 feet away from the trigger at the at their turn and they just dash. They just dash. So they are now <laughs> into the fight. Plus you're still no, one hand up in the air. Just does a little drunken sway and just goes, well... Oh, your staying feet is... A, wind is 120 feet, is it? 120 feet long. So okay. if they're hitting that, they're going to... Um, like, strength save. True. Okay, good point. Oh, the um, other one needs to also make a strength save or be pushed back. It's a, it's beginning of its turn. Beginning of its turn, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's check the strength on these things. Uh, so... What happens if a creature comes into the cone for the first time? Um, each creature that starts its turn in line. Okay, it didn't. They didn't start their turn in the line. Yes, yeah, so I think. I think maybe it's if they're in yeah. it next turn. So the the eel manages uh, just about to hold fire again, uh, but the two that are coming by. Yeah, I guess they only get... Um, so they're now 100 feet away rather than 50 because of the mm. cone of, of sustained wind. So I guess those are 100 feet away. And that's as far as they can get this round. Uh, dashing. Uh, also, I'm going to say that it's not quite enough... 
it's enough to hit to like get the edges of some of the flames on the buildings but not enough to put them out mm. so you can see cool. in the distance the flames are being annoyingly actually quite oxygenated by this yeah um, yeah in the far distance you can see the snake gecko bull and so on heading up towards in the distance towards the battery uh, as this carries on uh yeah that's all of the summons can do this turn uh Corzin, you continue to uh, you, yeah you are continuing to hold your concentration what else yeah, do you want to do concentration on that um i am going to come down to where celestia is I yes think. By the but i i will also uh, take a moment uh, to yell like cast off get water between you and it uh yes okay on, the, on their turn down. the crew will try and get the the ship moving yeah uh i will then zoom down mm-hmm. um and i'm just checking if this is a bonus action yep okay I am going to designate the eel with my Slayer's Prey. That one's not concentration, is it? It is not. Cool. Lovely. Okay, you focus. Yeah. Cause and roll a d20 for me. Okay. Uh, nine. Okay. You... Hmm. Okay. You, you focus your attention on that creature. Okay. Go for it. What do you want to do? Right. Uh, then I am going to uh, unload with the pistol. Okay. So Roll your attacks. Shots. Right. That's uh, 21 to hit. Hits. Okay. I'll roll this one first. Uh, that's, that is a 12 percussive with a further 2 for the Slayer's Prey. And then the second shot, click, boom. Uh, that's a 24 to hit. Yes! A pair nice. of shots land uh, flickering and, bl- and billowing the flame as the eel s- s- slithers okay, side to for side. 11. Wait, no, sorry. Uh, 13 uh, okay. percussive damage. Nice. It's starting to look a little ragged around the edges. Um, okay, I think that's your turn, Cousin. Yep, that is my turn. Maintaining Scam. concentration. You are next. So there, all three of them are caught in the wind. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the ship's still on fire? Uh, Only a little bit. The crew are. It's a small fire, and the crew. It's uh, only a little bit on fire. The crew are currently on fire. The crew are currently um, dealing with it, but time spent dealing with the fire is time not spent getting the ship leaving. Or, or using the um, swivel guns. Or using the swivel guns. Would frostbite work on it? Would that put out any of the fire? Uh, yes, I've got house ruling for that. So it depends on how much damage you do. Okay, I'll, I'll do a frostbite to try yeah, and just roll damage. put out some fire. Uh, what was that? Eleven. That's enough. Uh, as you focus uh, and snap your hand, I the flames wink out and just a, a thin layer of rime covers the edge of the ship where the burnt sections are that uh, frees up their focus anything else you want to do scamp um no i need my bonus action there okay you continue uh, i'm gonna uh, hold on yeah I've nothing useful i can do cool 
Now it happens. Yeah, they're, they're all in. Oh, what does no. that mean? You hear. Oh, Get down! And you look God. and you see a thick. You just make out the flaring thin ball of light arcing over from the far side of the river directly towards. Uh, directly towards Corzin, which is also where Scamp. within 30. Uh, within 20 feet of Scamp. It's within 20 feet of both of us, isn't it? Uh, yep, that's gonna. Mm. Not within you, not within twenty feet of you. From... Not oh, within okay, twenty feet cool. of you. You're thirty feet away from them. But yeah, close enough to hit Scamp, Corzin, and also a bit of that ship. Uh, I siege... just put it out. The hmm. siege fireball connects. Mm. Every everyone except Celestia roll the deck save. <laughs> Five. Fourteen. Yeah, oh, I'm in trouble. Don't forget your temporary hit points. Don't forget you your temporary hit points. Them. You're going to need them. Yep. Oh, yes. So this is easier to roll on my phone. Oh, okay. God. Sorry, I remembered. Yeah, there's siege, siege fireballs it's are nasty. It appears that uh, you have the attention of... Uh, let me see. Well, of the Evoker Brigade, uh, the Bear Paws. So we really need to kill them. I did say no. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't have time to say that. No. <laughs> yeah, you might do as far as it. I did. <laughs> Actually, uh, probably what he would uh, more likely. Is, oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you drew their attention. Uh, so that is that many. So uh, yeah, not both of you rolled below the save. Uh, so you take. 56 uh, fire damage halved to 28 for Scamp. Doubled to 112 Whoa. for the ship. Oh, shit. The ship does, in fairness, have over a thousand hit points, but there's now a serious fire going on. Okay. It. Uh, so, become, so its total damage has now gone to yeah, 148 and serious fire. And also, Corzin? Yep. Roll, uh, roll against DC 28 for your concentration save. Scam, oh, uh, DC 14. Uh, I made it to Got 28. 19. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think literally only a natural twenty may do that. Can't yeah, no. No, okay. that's um You as you are blasted down on the ship. Seventeen, it wasn't bad, but not fuck. bad, but you got siege fireballed. Yeah. Um yeah. as you are smacked onto the ship, uh your skin roasting, um you there is just you feel your attention slip. The octopus, which has been like holding tight onto a spot in space, comes undone. <laughs> And the spider re-emerges on the ship. Spider's okay. back in the game. Damn it. Uh, and is now pretty much next to Corson and Scamp. It takes Wait, no I'd gone down to um I'd gone down to where Celestia is. Oh, you've gone down where Celestia is? Yeah. Uh, oh, it, that uh, puts you out of the range of it. Uh, in which case the Well, it was aiming for Corzin then, so in which case Scamp, take your take heal back twenty-eight uh, hit points. Celestia, oh, roll shit. a dex save. Yeah, sorry, I had moved to get to... No, 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 that's fine. Yeah. So, dex save. Yeah. Um, that's actually quite good. Um, hang on, I've forgotten my own dex. One minute. Um, oh, I'm at disadvantage because I'm drunk. Yeah. 
Although, honestly, they would have tried to position this to hit some of the ship as well. What are we saying? Um, it's Can't a 24... Far enough, too far away. Yeah, too far away. It's got to be one or the other. In which case, nope, the ship's fine. But you get hit. Sorry, what was your result, uh, um, Celestia? I've got disadvantage because I'm drunk, so just yep. give me a minute. Oh, it's fine. Um, so that's a 26. Cool. Uh, then you take 28 fire damage. Okay, just do uh, So, okay, the trigger doesn't get to take. Uh, <laughs> I'm roll someone else, though. Doesn't take 112 fire large damage. Amount of fire. Yeah, she freezes up um, like real bad for a minute there. I mean, actually. Yeah. 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 Doesn't freeze up because she's on fire. Full on, like, drops to her knees and freaks out yeah. for a few seconds. Uh, you drop to your knees and into the water as this destroys the pontoon. Oh. Um, the eel also hits the water and immediately winks out of existence. Yeah. Corson and Celestia both roll a d20. Okay. Um, but, and the, and the, and the spider reappears next to Scamp. Uh, 14. Oh, good. Hello. Also, what DC am I rolling for my concentration check? Uh, 14. Okay. Um, what is a concentration check? Constitution save. Con save. So... Disadvantage because drunk? Not or? disadvantage. The one thing that you don't. Okay, my con save um, was a 12. So I oh. think it's gone. No, it's against 14. <laughs> the water Drops elemental. Yeah. <laughs> Smashes to the ground. Um, Doesn't matter. The eel also hits the ground. Yeah, so you my got... random d20 you asked for was 10. Yeah, and Corzins? Uh, that was 14. On the d20. Mm. <laughs> Cousin. Yep. What is your intelligence score? My intelligence score is twelve. Cool. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. You. You. The. Uh, the. The pontoon explodes. Um, the, on the bright side, the trigger is pretty safe from further elementals getting to it now that there's a thing a huge thing of water in the way but the spider is also on the trigger now Fuck. Okay. Uh, which is where it got to before uh, it was banished uh celestia and Corzin both drop into the water oh, uh which on the bright side puts out the flames <laughs> but yeah. not the burns you've already received sorry also, none of my guns work now yeah uh, and also none <laughs> yeah. of your guns work now so uh that is the end of the bear paws turn. Ugh, I hate them. As the wow. evoker battery went on that round. Uh, the crew... Ah, the crew are probably going to turn the... Um, going to turn the deck gun <laughs> on that giant spider now. Cool idea. Yeah. Um, okay, that hit. Just roll damage to this damn thing. Okay, they... They do strike dead on, um, dealing a respectable 16 points of damage to it. <laughs> the, the, the shot actually goes through the, sh uh, through the spider and out the other side. Uh, the spider wobbles for a few moments before recouing its focus. Okay, so the spider also is starting to look pretty wobbly now. Not on the verge of destroying, but it's kind of holding, having trouble holding itself together. Right. Uh, that's Celestia's turn. Celestia, you're in the water. Oh, um... There is there is now no pontoon 20 feet either side of you. <laughs> and you're as treading water with, with Corzin. Okay. Um, 
Oh god. Uh, and there's a fire elemental on that ship over there. On the ship over burning there. Burning it quite a lot. Yep. Oh. Hmm. God, I'm trying to think what would be most helpful. I just want to get it off the ship, really. Mm. Um, so... You know, I think I think I'm gonna like panic move because I'm just I was just like oh god this needs to get off the ship. I think I'm gonna do a major image. Um, so again, she raises her hand back up, and this time the water goes with her again. Yeah. But it's it's just a big tidal wave. Um, that looks like it's gonna come over the ship and get the uh, spider. Okay, uh, let me just roll a check for that. Okay, the spider sort of instinctively tries to duck out of the way of the flames, but of the of the water, but can't do much until its turn. Mm-hmm. Certainly seems taken in by it, though. Yeah, I want to scare it. That's the idea. Okay. Uh, anything else in your turn? Um, just a li- little wee healing word on myself. <laughs> just a little one. Okay. Um, the something okay uh the spider on its turn is going to continue following its last given command Mm -hmm. um you see you can see a number of like militia like fighting this uh, like firing shots at the spider uh, at the uh ape still going at the at the buildings or the mantis or centipede some are like staring in shock at what's going on over there um, the crew have started getting the trigger to get out of the ship, uh, out of what remains of the pontoon, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the but the spider is just going to stop. <laughs> uh, oh, mind you, no sign of running away with the big tire. Actually, yeah, it's a good point. Mm. Well, it's a little afraid, but it depends on what the instructions it's given are. I mean. I want it to look like it's gonna. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna do that. Okay, no, no, you're right. That would be very threat to it. So that changes what it was gonna do. All right. I it... can. No, no, no. No, that's fine. It beelines its way towards the ship's hold instead, go, oh, no. uh, streaking, across, uh, running across the top of the uh, of the deck to the uh, to the uh, sort of. There's normally like a big uh, cargo hatch in the center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, getting below decks would protect it from the tidal wave. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it scrambles 30 feet to that. Oh, do I get an attack of opportunity? Have I used my reaction this turn? I yes, you I can. Have. Uh, I you, so. don't, you haven't used it. No, you haven't. No. Okay, what can I do? What can I do? Nothing that can stop it moving. Um... It's got to be a melee spell, doesn't it? For... Yeah. You can use caster, you can... Blah, 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 blah. Attack, cast a spell. Oh, it doesn't have to be a melee. Okay. I just want to do lots of damage. What can I do that's going to do the most damage? Not much. <laughs> I will do a... Eldritch Blast at it as it scuttles away. Okay. Uh, roll your attacks. It's is it still in melee, so it's disadvantage. Yes. 
17 to hit. Hits. 14 to hit. Hits. Another 14 to hit. Hits. Roll thy damages. <laughs> 18 force damage. Okay. Uh, whew, nicely done. The spots, uh, bolts of pink, is it pink energy? Yeah. Uh, drive into it, destabilizing its form uh, as it flickers and crackles at the edges. Uh, it gets, but it breaks away from you um, and gets to the central gate. I'm just thinking it's smart enough to do to not need to necessarily smash this but literally touching something is enough to set it on fire so yeah none of you have done melee attacks against these things yet uh yet oh i i did a jab with my rapier as an opportunity a while ago no i didn't you didn't hit there's an effect if you hit hang on i did hit did you? you did hit. Yeah. Yeah, you did because you did uh, damage. seven damage to it. Oh, okay. Well, we will forget the fact that it was supposed to set you on fire. Okay. <laughs> I'm in the water anyway. You're in the water. We'll put you on fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, it grabs hold of the uh, of the crisscrossed sort of uh, the cargo hatch and lifts it up with its legs, burning the hatch as it does so, doing some damage. Um, and consequently also setting it on fire, causing another fire um, and dealing a cheerful 22, another 28 points of damage to this thing and starting another small fire and then gets underneath the into the deck below with what's left of its movement, moving out of immediate sight. wants to be hidden from that flood wave um so 28 damage more 44 cool all right as that's happening uh out of those flames that have appeared threads spin together from fires and form into no. <laughs> The eel uh, elemental. Cosmo and Celestia both roll a d10. A d10, okay. Sorry, d20. Oh, d20, right. Natural one, but lucky. Go for it. 14. 11. Your intelligence score is plus four? Yes. Yeah, it is with the, with the eye. Mm hmm. You've seen an elemental summoned before, and a spirit is usually trapped in the threads when it is. You see no spirit snared in the threads that form the uh, eel elemental. Oh, so this could be a spell, maybe? Like a wizard spell? Maybe. Um, no, you've seen, you you saw, um, what's her face, try to, uh, uh, Mil uh, Mildred. Melhill mm. tried to form one. Scamp then, you know, counterspelled it at ludicrous range. Uh, but you <laughs> saw it being created. Okay. And that was a wizard spell. Weird. Mm. Yeah. There is a weirdness here. Yeah. Something she notices about. this and then clicks out and yeah. freezes because fire threads. Yeah. <laughs> like. 
she's in the water, but like her eyes just go blank for like yeah. a good few seconds. Just goes. Okay. Big kind of struggling to remain present for the whole thing. That that's probably not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the ape and the mantis seeing this hole, seeing the giant space. Are instead going to sorry the apes can continue blowing up uh, buildings. The mantis and the centipede are are going to return to destroying buildings instead. Actually, no, better than that. They're going to move a, a oh, hundred feet. They've oh. got to make a se- strength save. Oh, they do. Them. They're now in the they're now in the range. Okay. Uh, uh, one of them barely makes it. If you get is about is barely about to make it. If you if you want to bend any nah, fate on this, you know they rolled a natural twenty and, a, and an eighteen. So they manage to struggle against the wind, um, but actually leave your cone on purpose and instead start dash their way along the pier to try and get to the next ship along, uh, abandoning their attack on the trigger. Which ship is that? Uh, that would be... Oh, that is actually... That is the Maria. So now they're after the Maria instead. The Maria is like 200 feet away, though, so it's going to take them another turn to even get there. To the pontoon it's at. But they are like racing along, leaving the ape to conduct its fire. You see a couple of soldiers like running after them, trying to fire ineffectually at them. Uh, Corzin. Alright, uh, can Corzin still fly? No. no. Scamp no, dropped right. it when they started, Fact. uh, sustained wind. Alright, uh, Corzin is going to attempt to, uh, get out the, uh, the water, and, um, if, if it looks like she's, um, uh, having trouble, help, uh, Celestia out of the water as well. Okay. Uh, swimming, make an athletics check to... Uh, to swim and try uh, if you want to swim at full movement speed yep. uh, that's a 21 cool do you want to get to the pontoon or the boat or the ship they're equal distance the ship okay you grab Celestia swim and pull yeah. her up come on she'll get like, out of here she'll like mechanically follow you but she's super yeah. like out of it yeah. <laughs> he's like an outboard motor <laughs> yeah you see the uh, aboard the centre of the you, get, you scramble up onto the ship uh, near, next to Scamp, and you can see the eel is like uh, floating around, is like standing up, rearing up next to the flaming, um, uh, like the flaming hatch, uh, but the right. spider has already gone underneath. Okay, and that's all of my movement. Uh, that's all of your movement as a normal move, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, if I can uh, still attack, I'm going to try and um, uh, put a bullet through the um, the eel. With what weapons? Your weapons. Oh, actually, no. You're right. Yeah, it, it's they're soaked. I can't get into melee. That's about as much um, as I can do. Yeah, Wait, I mean, you could on. dash as an action if you wanted, but hang on. Ooh. I have a sling. You have a sling. <laughs> Yay, slings. <Aww>. Okay. <laughs> Roll attack. Right. Um. Oh, classic halfling <laughs> weapons. <laughs> oh, I just really have this image well. of him like looking disappointedly at his guns. All of your massive guns that pulling a sling out of the back pocket. Well, believe it or not, that's a 29 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Roll damage. Roll sling damage. 
Okay, so this is actually going to be bludgeoning damage. Um, yep. Uh, that's seven bludgeoning damage. Okay. Uh, yep, that that smacks into the eel. <laughs> it shudders for a moment. Do uh, I get a second attack? Yeah, it's part of your multi-attack as a ranger. Yeah. You get yep, a second right. one. Doing it. Oh, that's cocked. Okay, 18? Yeah, that hits. Roll damage. Okay. These things aren't necessarily hard to hit, they're just sacks of right. hit points. Question, actually. Death. Because I had Slayer's Prey against this, will I also be rolling that as well, or is this, functionally speaking, a different entity? Ooh, roll a d20. Six. As far as you can tell, this is a, di a different entity. Slayer's Prey isn't focusing on it. Mm. Oh, all right. We'll come back to this, but I'll, I'll mm. uh, roll to hit for the uh, the, the second uh, attack then. Oh wait, no, it was that was a uh, an eighteen that did hit, right? Mm, yeah. Damage. Um, oh, that's uh, ten bludgeoning damage. Okay. <laughs> uh, wisps of flame blast out of it as it struck. Oh, been a while. <laughs> uh, okay, I think that's the end of Corlin's go. Scamp. Yep. Rawr. So this thing's gone under. The other one's gone down. Yeah. So one is on the. So one is on the flaming hatch. The other has gone underneath the flaming hatch, uh, to the level below. How far away from the water is the one that's above still? Um. Hold up. I know this because I because the average ship is thirty six uh, feet wide. So, arguably, it's 15 feet from the edge. Lovely. I'd like to put the wind so that if it starts its turn in it and fails, it will go over the edge of the boat. Okay, you're going to have to nice. run to one side of it, like, uh, um, so it's so it's pushed towards that. the opposite side, if, otherwise you could go lengthways. Okay. Wind blows at it. Um, anything else? Um... Yeah, I will chuck another Eldritch Blast, because might as well do some damage. And hopefully I'm putting out some fires here as well. Mm. Uh, the lowest was a 12 to hit, the highest a 28. Does a 12 hit? 12 doesn't. 15 does though, right? Yep. Right, so two hit. <laughs> Ugh. 10 damage. Sections of it blast uh, away, but it's still fight. It's still pretty strong. Okay, on its turn, I'll have to deal with that. <sighs> How much of a priority are they making this? No, they. That's dismissed. It. That's on board. They're under orders to be conservative with no uses here. <sighs> yeah. And that's potentially a waste if they can solve that in time. Okay. Nothing from the Evoker battery this turn. They're going to hold action. The crew start, are trying to get the trigger out of, uh, of shop. Uh, but one of them screams. Fuck! The powder stores! Oh, God. <laughs> they yeah, point down to the deck thinking. below. Oh, dear. Uh, Celestia. Okay, I have a very cheeky question. Yes. Feel free to say no. 
I saw when this fire, fire elemental was conjured. Yes. That it was just threads and no spirit. Yeah. I would really love to roll a check to see if I have any idea who is conjuring it. Like, did I see anyone doing anything nearby? Roll an arcana check. Is that allowed? Yes, it how totally of, is allowed. How much of my action is that if I do it? Genuine question. Bonus. Okay, cool. Because this is game relevant. I didn't know if I was willing to spend an action on it or not, but it would have affected my decision at least. Um, Oh, that's not bad at all. Uh, That's 21. When Mildred created, uh, summoned an elemental like this, it was within 30 feet of her. Okay. Um, The only people within 30 feet of it right now are you and the crew. hmm. But we know that they can do spells at range if they're some spells um but some spells potentially yes but it seems like from what you've seen that spells that seem to are like launched or stretch out from a point of origin perhaps you're unsure whether a single summoning like this could be done but combined with other things is there any inkling of anyone doing anything nearby is what i was the 21 asking. the 21 i need you to roll it would I have seen anything with my passive perception if there were someone invisible? Uh, I would tell you if you see someone invisible. You have okay. not. Um, but yes, I'm keeping aware for that. I want you to make an investigation check, please. Okay. Uh, well, no. Technically speaking, that's um, that would be an action if you wanted to focus in. But something is something is off about this. I mean, it's kind of what I was asking to do when I asked to see where it was coming from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that, I wasn't really asking how it was put together. I was asking if I could see a source of it. You cannot see a source of it. In fact, that's the thing. Unless someone on board this ship is making it, this shouldn't be castable from this range. Okay. It has to be being cast on the ship, or it's not that spell. Someone I from have the shore. Suspicions out of character, but mm. I think yeah. um, I think I am going to do an investigation. Actually, gotcha. roll an investigation check. I feel like she's a little out of it anyway, and she's mm. just like looking around, confused. Um, that will be with disadvantage because yeah, drunk. Yeah, unfortunately, it's drunk. Um, oh, it's not awful. Um, that's a seventeen. Fucker! This is an illusion. <laughs> Someone's done what you what you did with the water elemental. Which one's this? The eel. The, the eel, eel one yeah. isn't real. Now that you look at it, you see the small ways that the fire isn't quite burning exactly right. Thirty oh, feet. Did the fire go out. A hundred and twenty. So the fire around. Sorry, yes, the fires on the on the, on the cargo hitch hatch went out. Sorry, but you see the ways that the fire on the flame. Okay, so. It doesn't, yeah, it's been affected, but it's, but it's been affected by the wind slightly out of sync, like someone is having to keep keep up with it. You know, because you can cast this spell, um, 30 feet, no one's within 30 feet who could reasonably cr- summon this creature, but somebody, feet. but the shore is well within 120, and the there shore? are a lot of people on the shore. Okay, there are loads. Yeah. How far is the eel from me? 20 feet. Okay, I want to. I've still got movement, haven't yeah. I? I want to go up to it and stick my hand in it. And be like, it's not real. Just for like everyone to see. It's yeah. an illusion. 
you it ro- roll up. It tries to wriggle out of the way, and you just sort of hug your hands through it and pass through them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just seeing Celestia hurl, like shove her hand into this flaming creature, and for a moment you look and you see her hand seem to burn, and then no, uh, she's not reacting. Ro- it's a fucking illusion. It's fine. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, well, I couldn't get downstairs anyway this time. <laughs> Fuck. This one's an illusion. Mm. Oh, yeah. The other one. No, none of the other ones are, yeah. Uh, so. Well, I mean, some of them might be, yeah. but, like, yeah. Speaking of which, um, the Also, one... I mean, if it was me doing the spell, which is yeah. a reasonably rare spell, I could only do one, yeah? Yeah, you could only do one at a time because it yeah. has to fit within 20 feet. You can yeah. move that 20 foot square around. Oh, as much as I like. As yeah. much as you like, which is what's happening, you realise. Yeah. Yeah. So this is definitely a major illusion. Um, so, speaking of which, down below receives new orders. Uh, the uh, You hear some shouts, some screams, and... <laughs> Oh god. Fuck. More damage is dealt. A powder room is reached. Oh, shit. The ship hasn't exploded yet. Not this round. Cousin. Fuck, if I can hear that the uh, the powder room yeah. is hissing. I am going to yell to everyone. Everyone abandon ship. <laughs> yeah, it's time. That's fair. Okay. Uh yeah, anything else you want to do? <laughs> Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, would I have any real um, clue as to what the layout of this sh- uh, ship is? Yep, is, pretty is standard it, uh, design. You it's could a get, fourth rate? Uh, standard standard uh, fifth rate uh, merchant oh, fifth term. Rate. Uh, it's very similar design to your own ship. There's a standardized plan for these. You know, you could get to... You could get within sight of... From where you are, you could get within sight of the powder room are in within 25 feet of movement just straight right. down the hatch which has been burned open uh within it would take 50 feet to maybe maybe 50 feet ish to reach it but again yeah you could be within sight within 25 feet um and yeah 50 feet to reach it all right uh Corson is going to slap himself on the chest and cast protection from evil and good okay um and is going to... The fish spirits form like armour around you. Yeah, down the hatch. This, this means that um, elementals, amongst other things, have disadvantage to hit me. Woo! Okay. You s- um, yep. I'm going to uh, down the hatch, see what I see. First you drop all. down the hatch. Uh, you see, at the end of this uh, another 20 feet of corridor, there, uh, a door has been burned open and the spider is just beginning, is trying to stab its legs through as many of the powder kegs as it can manage. Thus far, it has broken open a barrel, uh, and the edge of the powder is hissing, but it's not yet managed. Uh, there are a couple of small fires, but it's not yet hit the main stack. Mm-hmm. However, right. within a round, it could. I'm going to yell at it, Come on, you fiery son of a bitch, come at me! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Mm. <laughs> Anything else? Anything I can possibly do, given it all of that, that will um, put 20... out whatever it's um, uh, set on fire already. 
I don't think so, but I'm asking. I, I'm not sure I can think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, unless, like... Unless you have a way to get yourself 20 feet closer or be carried 20 feet closer or pushed 20 feet closer in some way. I might be able to help with that. If you want to hold your action, you can. Yeah, I will hold my action if that's that's possible. Is the spell you cast a spell, was that bonus action one? Uh, the no, uh, the protection from uh, evil and good is a full action, <sighs> but um, so you don't have an you don't have an attack. Don't yeah, attack. I, I don't have an attack. It's just literally a case of um, if I could interpose myself, even. Yeah, well, yeah. I'd say you, yeah, I'd say that potentially if you can get shoved in there, I can let you interpose yourself. Yeah. yeah. Try and present another threat. Uh, okay. Because I mean, does it react to me yelling at it at all? Um, it seems pretty single focused. It has got a job to do, and it's trying to do it. Fair enough. Uh, have to try. Um, I will go down there. Yeah, you are not far from it. You like it's like f- fifteen feet of movement to get down uh, to where Corson is. And change the direction of the wind. <laughs> okay. And so put first... out all the fire. Yeah. First of all, you put out all the fires. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> and I will push Corzin if he fails the, de- the strength save. You can willingly fail your strength save, and I yes. shove 15 feet forward <laughs> <laughs> towards it. It's like a halfling kite. <laughs> you like just spread out your arms. Oh no, where's Jeffrey? <laughs> Roll a d20. Oh god. <laughs> Three. You have no fucking idea where Jeffrey is. Oh no, Jeffrey! Oh, <laughs> we'll get back to that. Let's hope he's pooing in my bag, but I doubt it with a three. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. That's uh, anything else, Scamp? Um, oh, I have an action. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> That was my bonus section. I didn't need any more moving. Um, yeah, you could. You are with the move, total movement. You could do. You can get ten feet from the creature. Also, I don't really want to get that close. Cool. Yeah. Then you're then, then you're twenty five feet away. Um. I'll just eldritch blast it again. <laughs> Go for it. Lowest was a fifteen. All hit. Eight on three D ten. I got oh. an eight. That is bullshit. <laughs> Some strikes blast into the spider. And I would like to complain. <laughs> pull its attention a little bit, but not Who a lot. Who can I make a complaint to? Um, <laughs> I was going to say speak to the manager of D and D. So I guess that's Jason right now. Yeah, R N Jesus. Okay. The. Evokers have not received more orders. They are busy doing... Actually, no. Uh, Celestia, you see... And further up the pier, uh, another fireball... hits something else. Uh, Just some other knot of resistance happening. But the... That seems to be the edge of its range. The crew leap overboard! Mm, Okay. 
Celestia. Hmm. You've seen Scamp and Corzin both jump into the hole. You are actually at the hole at this point. You're sticking your hand through through the illusory eel. Yeah. Which you is just like... imagine you heard like six sections where Corzin shouts, Abandon ship. You're like, yes, good plan. And then he runs towards the pond. Like, no. <laughs> wrong with you. No. <laughs> you just said so. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I have any idea how far away this mage battery actually is? Yeah. Hmm. Roll an intelligence check, just for free. Oh, this drunk. Uh, <laughs> one. <laughs> Other side of the river, so like at least at least 300, 400 feet away. And I'm not sure exactly where. They're in where. Kion! Nah. <laughs> Sorry? I'm not sure exactly where either. They're fr- you, you didn't see the origin point exactly. Yeah. It's dark on the other side. No, that's fair. That idea is dead then. Um... What is the like? What can I currently see? There's a lot happening. Uh, I need so help. you can actually see, peer down and see Scamp uh, causing wind below. Causing has rushed, been blown forward, mm-hmm. and you can hear the sound of like smashing from presumably the uh, the the, the, the uh, powder room. Uh, are there still so two things the... heading for another ship? Uh, they are. Yes, those two things are continuing to make their way towards another ship. And is it a fact there that the bo- that the artillery blast hit? I don't feel there's a lot I can do for the ship that mm. Scamp and Corzin are on, probably. Mm. Mind you, I haven't really taken damage, have I, since no. I put up that major image? Not really. So it's technically still there. Still there. Yeah, you've still got the, the, contr- uh, the apparent control water spell going on. Yeah. And the... Spirit that is going for the powder stores is still in there, isn't it? Yep. Um, I want to make it look like the apparent water elemental is mm. going through the window and into yep. the ship. I want to like scare it out of the ship. Basically, is what I'm going for. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can do that. It's uh, not going to get to move far. <laughs> no, that's this true. wind is stopping it moving. Yeah, you can move. You can move it to any other spot in range, so that's fine. Uh, okay, the the water elemental follow floods down the passage. Scamp and causing you both feel cold wetness pass over and around you. There's a moment where you like almost oh, I, that kind of no. That's not quite what I wanted. Okay. I I want to scare it out of the ship, so I want to go like in through. Ah, okay. You come through the, and go up and out. through a porthole. Then you see that the serpents, the the elemental serpent, uh, come through. Uh, I guess it's going to try and like go for the spider spirit. Yeah, I want it to look like it's coming like out away from the powder stores and mm. scaring it away. True, and that I guess that makes that would create a barrier between it, so it's probably going to attack that which it does hmm. on its turn uh so it's going to make two fruitless attacks one of which would hit so it gets a free it gets an intelligence check yeah. to realize whether this thing is happening this thing is not terribly intelligent it's really not very intelligent uh yeah no it it lands a hit that should have worked but it just sort of sizzles and uh, you hear a sort of from it uh, in frustration. Okay. Uh, it appears to be it 
Yeah, it is for the moment still distracted by the water elemental instead of going for the power cause, uh, cause which basically to, the object. Yeah. yeah, which to it now appear to be sodden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. So, uh, are there any? Uh, well, there's no actual fires around me at the moment. Is no, there? and you're being f- blown forwards by wind. Alright, uh, if I'm within melee range of it, then I'm going to get hacky and slashy. Yeah, you just leap forwards, buoyed by the wind, and and go for it. Yep, okay, so first one was Riptide. Uh, that is... <laughs> this is 27. Okay, hits. Uh, for oh, uh, seven slashing damage. Okay, Second does do one. full damage is uh, 27 again. Mm-hmm. So, so this was with uh, death. Yep. Uh, that is, oh, that's uh, 11 slashing damage. Okay, 18 total. And <laughs> I've still got a bonus action left, yep. so... Uh, yep, with uh, Riptide again, that is a 23. Yeah. Yes. Okay... Uh, for a further 10 slashing. Okay, 28 total damage. Okay, so that means it's at... Okay, it is... As you Don't you turn your it, back on me! One of the legs just comes off, crumbling, and just like there's like incoherent fire bursting out of it instead. There are rents in it where the flame is barely keeping together into coherent form. This thing looks like it could collapse any moment. Uh, that is one of us in a melee attack, I'm sorry, but you said to say yep, when that happened. Three, that's three successful melee attacks on it. So, you well, take some damage. You, you won't stay on fire, though, because it'll go out. Yeah, wind. Yep. Uh, true, wind. You, are not, uh, you, are, you do not remain on fire, but you do still take the fire damage. Okay. Uh, from connect, contacting it, so you fucking hell, you take twenty-seven points of flame. Ooh. Jesus. Okay. Ow. That was two tens and a seven. Fuck me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you right. are you are then immediately put out of fire. Good. Uh, but Good. You, but the the heat just travels up ripsaw and death and burns your hands. Like you feel your palms scold. Twenty-seven. Okay. You up? Yeah, Corson is looking pretty bad, but he's still up. Yep. Uh, anything else, Corson? Actually, I think that's all you can do. Yeah, that's all I can do. This Scamp. Round. Ugh. I will. I'll just do some more Eldritch blasts at the damn thing. Go for it. I'm not going to chuck firebolts at it. <laughs> one of them's a one. This is the problem with rolling this many dice. Eventually you get a one. Yeah. Cool. Dam- roll damage for causing. Oh. Seven. You get. You basically get punched in the back for seven damage. Oh, the I take seven low, damage. The other two were 15 and something yep, ridiculous. Yeah, roll damage. Okay. 16. Finish it. Ah! Yes! Um. Because it's force damage, I just want to sort of squash it until the flyer is thin enough that it just flickers out in the wind. Okay. 
the first blast <laughs> pins it against the back. The second smacks Coulson. The third, as it's struggling, <laughs> smacks it against the... Uh, pins it to the wall, and as the wind is blowing against it, the form starts crumbling, breaking apart, until it just collapses <laughs> into a flurry of flames that immediately extinguish. Uh, Cousin Celestia, you see the a spirit <laughs> break free <laughs> in the form of a ghostly sort of spider and immediately sail off into the distance, <laughs> fleeing. Mm. The powder stores are saved. Uh, that was very, very close. <laughs> uh, the ship has taken some damage, but not as much as, as we thought it was going to take because Corzin didn't stay on the ship. Um, and as you scramble up, you hear the sounds of distant fighting. However, the you are not the only ones fighting. The, con, uh, the concurrent rounds of musket fire have managed to build, uh, have built up and you watch uh, in the distance as the ape, which has been reaving its way through buildings, fight unstable, breaking apart the seams, finally takes a shot, which causes it to just <laughs> shatter. Again, a ghostly image to you, uh, cause and cause in Celestia, uh, of a iridescent ape spreads its arms, beats its chest, and <laughs> collapses and vanishes into the air the same with the mantis the centipede seems to break as well but there's no spirit that one was uh, was an illusion and there are ragged cheers from the defenders but the damage has been great the ragged cheers almost immediately give way to people trying to set up bucket chains doing anything I've still got some time on this spell we're not in combat I'm going to take the wind everywhere I've got four hours of it if I want Um, to oh yeah I can extinguish a fair amount of small fires okay. with prestidigitation. With a pair of you uh, assisting, scrambling out, you get to the uh, to the shore and just you are able to resolve a lot of the damage. Uh, I do want to keep an eye out for the if I can see though the mage battery at all. Roll like a perception. Roll a perception check. Oh. I think I'd be looking for this as well. Actually, both of you can. Right. May I join in? Yes. With disadvantage because I'm drunk, but you know. Disadvantage because I'm still tired. <laughs> oh shit, I'm at, am I at half movement still? Okay. Oh balls, I forgot I'm at half movement. Uh, okay, oh, so well. that's a twenty-seven. What are you looking for and where you where are you looking, Corson? I am looking uh I think if it's our best guess that they've they've been coming from the other side of the uh, the river, I'm looking for any uh, origin points of any of the fireballs that have been coming. You, over, any lights? You, any? Um, you may, uh, f- you're actually able to make them out. Yes, there are a series of warehouses and dock buildings on the far side. They come from around the same area, but you notice from the last few lo- artillery strikes that are launched, they move. This is the the battery is clearly firing. Moving, firing. There's so also they can't return fire. Yeah. There's also gaps between. There's also gaps usually of at least twenty seconds. Uh, like you know, at least like th- maybe up to two to three rounds between firing. Well, it's it lo- twenty. It's traveling time. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> they're they're not. They're not um, just staying in one place and launching constant attacks. Much more intelligent. But they're always yeah. from one single point. There don't appear to be multiple batteries launching from that end. Hmm. There is just one very well organized battery. 
The there are other fires from the north end of the city, however, um, and the you do, uh, and there is one particularly disastrous moment as you're trying to extinguish flames when you hear a loud <laughs> from the northern end. Oh, bugger. What was that? Fuck. Oh, did we pick the wrong thing to defend? Maybe we do. We should, we should go and help. I didn't we? think they'd get through. They were better Let's defended go. than here. Come on. You scramble up. By the time you get there, unless you're flying? Uh, no, I need the spell. Yeah, I'm you gonna keep putting, I'll put fires you all put the out way. fires as you go, and there are a number of small fires, fires along the way. The, the, the fire elementals hit everything they could. So it's bonus action, so I can dash yeah. at the same time. You can see that the, um, the creature, that the, the flame... Uh, by the time you arrive there, the battle, for the most part, has gone. Uh, but you hear screams and uh, and shouts. There were red, uh, there were red coats. I saw a battalion of red coats coming right up. Now it's uh, an illusion. Yeah, you you hear, uh, you see there are bodies on the ground outside the battery that appear to be militia shot from the battery. Oh shit! It's it's an illusion. Yeah, we figured that out. Okay. The, it looks as though one side of the battery there is a there is smoke rising from it, uh, and as you scramble up, the fighting itself seems to have stopped for now, uh, but a soot-stained, slightly bleeding, um, alton apple blossom uh, leading his uh, his platoon uh, catch sight of you. Alton, what happened? Bastards came uh, uh, came up for the uh, the battery. We try uh, we did a good job of fighting him up, but what we thought was two fucking regiments of redcoats had managed to smuggle themselves on the island. <sighs> There's a, a illusionist battery uh, called the Masquerade. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, bastards. <sighs> Uh, we managed to fight them off for now, but one of those bastards uh, managed to get into the, uh, get into the uh, some of the powder uh, the magazine here. It's distributed, but we've lost some serious supplies from this attack. Or is the area secure? Yeah, we secured it for now, best as we can. Looks like that they, as far as we can tell, they don't seem to have the resources for another attack tonight. But right, we're on fire down, alert. shore up your defences as best you can, and we'll try and figure out how we can uh, salvage something from this mess. I, I, I hope that you, whatever mission you were on tonight went better than ours did. Uh, wavy hand gesture. <laughs> All right. I think it went well. Get some rest. Yeah. You're, if you want us, uh, we've got some. Uh, we're going to be. Actually, you know what? If you got the spells, could you use your help with some triage? Uh. I'm on it. Yeah, I've got yeah, my magic I've stick. Got a bit. I've got right. four level three slots left. No, oh, sorry, three level three lo uh, slots yeah. left. Mm -hmm. Kind of casually tentacles in. You're gonna have to tell me what to do. I'm not with it. All right, come on. I'll I'll give you the uh, uh, the rundown. Just point me to who needs it. Absolutely. Well, I've got. As the dim light of pre-dawn filters over the horizon, the gold, the gold. The little bits of golden glow left as fires are being put out, reflecting over the uh, clouds above. You have a long, long dawn doing what you can. And when eventually the you've given all the aid you can, you drop exhausted into the cots that you can find. 
I get even drunker. Real drunk. You you fall asleep to a dull, thin rain in the morning of the 12th of Falling Leaves. Oh. And that's where we're going to pick up next time. Thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Fessies and Natural Twenties. Across the dark my soul may tread Until my fire reaches the edge A line that stretches on through life A path that traces back through strife So gather your muskets, gather your spears We'll plunder the shores of Calcineer no kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.